0: This is Sasso, DJ, DJ Son of Jerrell, boogie, 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 boogie Boy to Steal, Boogie 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 Boy to Steal, mad, mad, mad Mike Logic, Mad Mike Logic. This is Sasso, DJ Son of Jerrell, Boogie Boy to Steal, Mad Mike Logic. World famous, Rock's Right.
1: What up? What up? The Not
0: So Fresh Podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Sally Turner from Jurassic Five, and you're now live and direct on Not So Fresh Podcast all day. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Right about now, you are listening to the Not So Fresh podcast, cast, cast, cast. And obviously, right now, um, this is not Sasso's voice. Sasso is very busy at the moment. He's got a lot of things going on. Um, He's a new homeowner, and he's uh, got to do stuff with his new home. No homo. Well, anyways, um, and also we are missing Mike Logic. No, it's kidding. Anyways, uh, Mike Logic isn't here. He's got things to attend to this weekend as well. And we are missing Jose, uh, uh, A.K.A. Son of Jarell. He's uh, in L.A. He lives in Los Angeles, so it's kind of hard for him to get down here at times for a podcast. And we are also missing (laughs) Uh, B Boy Rockstride. He's actually in the area, but um, I don't know if he's uh, up to podcasting tonight. So I am taking on the duties solo. But I do have a guest here in front of me. And you might have heard of him before because he was a past guest on the Not So Fresh podcast recently. And you might have heard of Hall H. Show. Give it up, everybody, for The Hall H Show. Yo, yo, yo. Hall H Show. We got awesome. Aaron Nabus from The Hall H Show. Check out their podcast. Where can they find you again?
2: It's uh, hallh.com.
0: Hallh.com. You want pop culture. You want comic stuff. Like Comic Cons, anything. He covers a lot of them with Alex Benedicto, his partner. So it's definitely something to check out. And before we start this podcast, I encourage you to jump on your mobile device laptop or desktop and check out hallh.com and Mm -hmm. check out what they're all about so you could just you know get a gist of what we're all talking about here another guest that's in the house tonight is actually doing some (laughs) some test work right now is the homie e-funk aka evan yo is in the area so i said hey you want to just chat with us on the podcast tonight so you're here hello now i'm saying you know, this is how we're gonna do the not so fresh podcast and usually we have an outline, but today we are going freestyle with it, y'all. Free we're going bowling. we're going commando.
3: Let off some steam bennet
0: We go <laughs> mad commando. Anyways, this is I, your boy, D Steel from Rock So Fresh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm right here and I'm going to podcast with my dickhead. Ah. <laughs> and you can check us out at t-u-f-f-r-o-c-k-i-n-g.com, cookrocking.com. We have the Sasso Vlog, my Distill Vlog. We have the Not So Fresh Podcast. We've got some blogs up there. And we are now on iTunes as of, I think, one month now. So look us up on iTunes, the Not So Fresh Podcast.
2: Uh, taking over the world.
0: Yeah, we're trying to. Well. Hall H is already on iTunes. Subscribe to them like I have. You know what I'm saying? So, go around the table and say what's up. What's going on, Aaron? What's, what's up with you?
2: Yo, yo, yo. It's an awesome Friday. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We've got some beer. We're going to make this podcast into a drunk cast.
0: We're going to get drunk. We're drinking coffee and we're drinking. Um, what style of beer is this? I think this is. Uh,
2: this is a uh, Lafrique from uh, Green Flash. Uh, it's a uh, Belgian style paleo. Oh, you know they like it in Belgium.
0: <laughs> because that's where Van Damme's from, Jean Claude Van Damme. JCVD. He likes to do the splits.
2: Dude, JCVD is an awesome movie, man. Yes. Yeah, oh, dude, dude it's
0: a, dude, great a movie. fucking dope yeah, movie. I mean. Like, so JCVD, Jean Claude Van Damme, we're huge fans of him, and uh, nobody thought JCVD, the, the actual movie name is JCVD, his mm. his, uh, his initials, and nobody thought it was gonna be that great because. Van Damme was known for doing the 80s movies that were, you know, at, at the time look, looked awesome, but ended up being like, oh, these are kind of corny. When you grew up to watch. But JCVD was such an awesome movie, action wise, and he plays himself.
2: Um, like you, f- you felt for the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a lot of like his actual life that goes into the movie, and it's dope. I actually should re watch it soon because that was a really good movie with Van Damme. Oh, yeah. He can do the splits, no problem.
2: <laughs> speaking of, speaking of movies, like what have you guys been watching lately?
3: Mm. Evan, you see anything lately? No, actually, I got my mom into um, Stranger Things last weekend. Ooh, <clears throat>
2: that's coming up uh, back pretty soon.
3: Yeah, Evan also got. Some girls into his Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yo, you don't like hole? Or you don't like Stranger Things?"
3: I'm <laughs> gonna show him all about the Upside Down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Upside down Damn. Yeah. The upside I,
2: I, sure, down. I sure you haven't been on a podcast before, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, busting out the lines
0: already, oh, son. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. We get we got the humor. Evan's uh, new to the
2: podcast, you know. Oh, yeah. um, We're popping his podcast chair today.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, he's already got the jokes. <laughs> jokes <laughs> jokes. I was well, hoping
4: it
2: was gonna be a podcast
4: instead.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, mom, sir. Hello. <laughs> this is the podcast. Mom, rubber shoes. Yeah, um, I think for the first time on the not so fresh podcast, everybody here. ...is of Filipino descent,
2: so uh, yeah, we can all mm-hmm. fob it up if we want to. Right. <laughs> Shout out to my Igorot my brothers and sisters. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to all the uh, Ivans,
0: the homies, all the Bicolanos, all the Ilocanos. Oh, yeah. tomorrow uh, if
3: you ain't busy, <laughs> you can get the Pina Frenta and Mere Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> inviting you all to come out and get Damn, some man.
0: free food. Yo, uh speaking of movies, is there anything else that you've seen recently?
3: Or you mean worth mentioning? well since we're doing pop culture did you guys watch um guardians of the galaxy no. i didn't yeah. get to catch no, in no the catch it not theater. yet
2: can you tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was a good movie man i enjoyed it i enjoyed it after we
0: came out on my fire stick <laughs> i'm not lying i didn't watch it in the theater
2: what no. about your fire stick oh my stick's on fire <laughs> oh it itches
4: <laughs> no, honestly it burns when i piss <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was
3: pretty cool uh, I ran into uh, Redbox, I didn't get a chance to watch in the theaters. You watched both of them? Yeah, I, I watched both of them. I don't know, maybe I, it's just me, but I really did like the first one. The and the first one's uh, fucking awesome. Like the, the
0: second one's dope, but the first one is always like the better one. Like, yeah. I'll say the same about Iron Man. Iron Man, the first one's just like blows the other ones out of the water. Yeah. I
3: think the soundtrack of it, you know, because the music that we grew up on just like made the movie like, both movies, but the first one just it was just perfect because of it had something to say about where he oh, came from, wow. the generation that he came from, the wow. 80s. But the movie itself was cool. Um, for the second one, it was kind of cool to see uh Tango and Cash in there. Oh, yeah, Stallone, right. <laughs> yeah, Craig Russell, Russell. Yeah. So,
4: Tango and Cash, <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. I heard I
3: read something Saint about <laughs> genetics. <Yeah. laughs> Did you read something about them thinking about doing a ravage, Ravagers movie? I heard those rumor. Yeah, yeah. It would be kind of cool. Who, who's the Asian chick in there? Was that Michelle Yeoh in the one of the Ravagers
0: oh, at the end? At the end, yeah, dude, yeah. that's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, what's his name, Thing uh, Rams. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, Rams yeah, yeah. And um, damn, I'm already drawing a blank on the other characters. I think they're popular actors. Wait a minute,
3: that'd be dope if they. You know, come up with yeah. a movie like that.
0: <clears throat> but um, speaking of, as a segue, since you said sound, the soundtrack to Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was better, I just watched again on the fire stick. <laughs> <'cause> it, <laughs> dude, I always check my fire stick to see any good, if, if any of the movies are released that are still in theaters. Uh-huh. Um, please don't come and arrest me, R I A A, or whoever's in charge of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Baby Driver.
4: Ooh, Baby Driver. I heard, I heard that was good. I
0: heard it was good. So yeah. I was like, let me check it that. out. And dude, like, if you like car chase scenes, this movie's for you. And if you like soundtracks, this fucking movie had everything from classic rock to funk to soul. And it was just so, like, dope. And, like, I don't want to ruin it for you. I might ruin it for you if you haven't seen it. So I'm not going to give too much. But the music plays a whole deal with what goes on in the movie. And everything goes to the music. Mm-hmm. It is so dope. I was just like, wow, the soundtrack fits. The picture, and man, I don't want to ruin it, so I'm gonna probably shut up right now. <laughs> but it's got John Bernthal aka Punisher. He plays the no. Punisher. You got, uh, what's his name? He's
3: uh, in the Str- well, not Str- he was in uh, Walking Dead, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking uh, Dead guy. Uh, Shane. Shane, 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 Shane,
2: Shane. There's a whole bunch of people in that movie.
0: Yeah, and then there's Jamie Foxx in that movie um and then kevin spacey fucking k-pax is in that movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: usual suspect fucking
2: kaiser so kaiser so is in, in, <laughs> in the movie pit forward
0: homie uh yeah those are the those are the main characters that everybody in the united states
4: oh yeah
0: oh yeah 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 the negotiator <laughs> 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 samuel jackson's about to call on him <laughs> oh, awesome. oh this coffee's great um I'm drinking coffee. Drinking coffee, what from, the hell, man? Uh, coffee and tea collective <laughs> over in North Park. I picked up a bag. It's called the name of the coffee is called Tupac Amaru. They named <laughs> it after Tupac. What? Yeah. yeah. So like in a, in like by the time I finish this coffee, I'm gonna start cursing, spinning at people, and and thug, get a thug life tattoo on my chest.
2: <laughs> like, what? Any movies with you, Aaron? Recently? Oh, yeah. Um, you know I've been so busy with work and like college stuff that uh, yeah, I've only had time to just like watch Netflix. Every, every yeah, I've often. been watching
0: a lot of Netflix. Netflix is
2: killing it, dude. Yeah, I mean, even just like the the shows like uh, I watched recently. Um, I just there's two like cooking or food related shows. Oh, I know you talk about. Yeah, it's the uh, the Samurai Gourmet. Yeah, and uh, Midnight Midnight du- Diner. Yeah, yeah. Man. those are good. those
0: are pretty good, dude. Uh, I've only gone through about four episodes of Midnight Diner, but dude, it's so entertaining and, yeah, yeah. and the humor they they bring. My, i think my favorite one so far is uh the, the, it's like the power ranger one. Oh yeah
2: that was a good god,
0: one god dude yeah. i was like dude that's so fucking cool man and then like me being you know having traveled to japan like <laughs> a few times already it's like oh man i miss japan it's so speaking dope speaking of japan uh, jeff martinez yeah so- i saw his i saw jeff martinez shout out jeff martinez from dc comics he's uh yeah, we,
2: we've had him on the podcast so look for that podcast episode on hall h they yeah. had him on
0: hall h maybe one day we can get him on uh the not-so-fresh podcast. Yeah, we'll get him over here. <laughs> That'd be dope. Uh, next time you're in San Diego, Jeff Martinez, we'd like to have you on here sometime. He is an artist for DC Comics. There's about six pieces on the wall to my left that are all done by Jeff. Dope. Thank you, Jeff, for hooking those up. Yeah, he's uh, a friend of mine from college, in Arizona him a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, he, he I, I, back interestingly, interestingly <clears throat> enough, uh, when I was uh, still living down here in San Diego, right, me and a buddy had a little shop in Benita. Called the uh, Rising Sun. Yeah. Oh, what? That was you. Guys. That was him, dude. Yeah. No, way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. That's that what I a, said. I was like, I'm dude, a... I forgot that shit <laughs> yeah. existed, dude. Well, I'm a big you fan. Know, we sold like Japanese video games and imported, you know, uh, toys and scrolls and all that stuff. Ninja and Scroll. Ninja Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even sold pagers. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Motorola. Uh, what was that?
0: I, kind of, I forget what model that was. Like everybody had. <laughs> Bravo, or I forget what it's called. Yeah. But
2: uh, yeah, and, and um. So Jeff used to come in the shop every so often, you know, just shoot the shit and play video games. So that's where I met him because we all went to Southwestern College together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. He goes, that's 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 far back, dude. That's like what mid '90s. Yeah. So him mid- and the
2: he used to hang with the, the G Nation guys. Yeah, G Nation.
0: <laughs> uh, shout out to to archive and all those cats, dude. No, no. Um, Dope, uh, dude. Speaking of you're saying Netflix, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, did you watch Narcos season three yet?
2: You know, I haven't watched Nar- Narco yet. Oh.
0: Any of them? No. Nah. Oh my god. <laughs> Narcos season three, like, it started off with the first two episodes. I'm like, okay. And then I was
2: kind of like, uh. I wasn't sure because it looked kind of cheesy. I wasn't sure. It's yeah. not. It's okay. not. It's All not. Right. I
0: guarantee you will, you will love this show. Uh, from season one into two, is like, oh my god. It, it gets very tense. You know, they're changing Pablo Escobar, and then you know I won't ruin it for you. It's happens. like
2: it's like is this the the movie that uh, the guy from Entourage wanted to make or something like that? Oh, <laughs> they made Medellin <laughs>
0: on Entourage. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. You know <laughs> what's crazy is uh the shit that was an Entourage. Them them uh, making um, what's his name, uh, Adrian. um uh, Gerd, Gerd, I can't I
2: can't never say his name. Grenier, well, Vin, Vin, Vince. Yeah, Vince.
0: So like they had him right, and they made him. Be Aquaman. He was <laughs> Aquaman, yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. now there's a yeah. movie
2: okay. with Aquaman. Right, right, right. And oh, then they're
0: like, okay, we're gonna have you play Pablo Escobar in, in Medellin. Uh-huh. And then the show, and the show, you know, was a big deal. Him getting the 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 whole role of uh, Pablo Escobar in Medellin, and then it just said the movie crashed and all that. And he really wanted to make it. <laughs> then they're out here making a, a show about Pablo Escobar in Colombia and all that. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, dude! Like they're like doing their thing, and maybe. Who knows, like, you think Hollywood execs were like, that would be a good idea. I like what Mark Bur- Wahlberg is doing with uh, this fucking uh, entourage. Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe that's a good idea to bring that into fruition in the future. And, dude, <laughs> you got, you got uh, Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. And then... Uh, you guys
2: looking forward to that one? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah Just as It, looks, League, uh, it, looks, it looks, looks promising, but, you know, Batman, Superman wasn't as great as I thought it would be. So we'll see where it goes. I don't know. I haven't followed the same director's. James Wan, is it the same directors that, that's going carrying on with Justice League?
2: Uh, no. Um, James Wan is the guy that directed Fast and Furious. Oh,
0: but he's doing Justice League, right? No, he's doing Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman! Oh, just the Aquaman movie itself. Yeah. All I gotta say is I thoroughly enjoyed Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet you thoroughly, thoroughly did. enjoyed
4: it. <laughs>
2: if you know what I mean. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I when people ask about you know what I thought about Wonder Woman. I kind of harken back to uh, how I felt. Like I kind of, I kind of think it'll be this generation's nineteen seventy-eight Superman.
4: Mm. Oh, the ori- yeah, the yeah. original, right? Like the,
2: the, the way I felt about watching Superman back in the day. I think this, the, the people that grew up in this generation, this Wonder, Mo- Wonder Woman movie is their Superman.
3: Okay, yeah, wow. that's a good comparison. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm excited to see how well they're. Um... Their on-screen like chemistry is. Cause I really love how the Avengers, their chemistry went in the first movie. It was just like all these big names. They're they just work well together. Or just a so well written I don't know. How about you guys? I mean The the Avengers, uh are you talking about which one? The first one. I just had good chemistry. Just like uh how I really liked the uh guardians of the galaxy one just yeah like the whole squad because i
0: think i think the thing is is you're watching people come together you know for the first time and they're and they're, and they're meshing and then you already know they're together so then you know like but then the avengers uh at the end is at the end of one where
3: where uh they well, introduced one the yeah the shawarma scene yeah they're just yeah. so dope they're just like homies just like yeah i just went through a rough day I and mean, just like like yeah, fucking New York City. You know? Yeah, no, like you know, after a night of partying over here in San Diego, and we'll be like, we all just drunk. Let's we'll go get some carne asada fries and sit there, and and try you're just to... like not even say anything. You? Yeah, he
0: just, just ripped the town up. It's kind of like uh, being in the Philippines and hanging out all night for a voucher <laughs> party, I'm not going to sleep at all, and then going to eat at some place in Bonifacio Global City at seven a.m. Yeah. finishing that meal and then eating. At Jollibee at 9 a.m. Random Americans (laughs) (laughs) and uh,
3: how's the
2: Jollibee there compared to here? Way better, yeah.
0: God, I mean, it's it's very similar, but I think the one in the Philippines tastes if you guys don't know, people that are listening right now in the Philippines, they have this thing called Jollibee, which is their fast food, it's like uh, the original to the Philippines, and they have one in National City here in San Diego, and throughout the United States, they have a couple locations. The first one I ever ate at was in the Bay Area, I think in Daly City. Um, they used to have one in Mira Mesa over here, and too bad they're gone, but that's what we're talking about. It's a fast food place. their mascot is a bee and it's called Jolly bee <laughs> and they have a Filipino twist on on American food, for example, they have something called Jolly Spaghetti and it's spaghetti that is Filipino style it's sweetened and it has like hot dog meat and like uh, Spam type of meat. Yeah. You know, to yeah. be
2: honest with you, I could never get into Filipino spaghetti. What? Neither, neither could I. But,
0: dude, I, I don't mind it when I'm having Chicken Joy. Uh-huh. Oh, chicken. chicken Joy is fried chicken and Jolly Spaghetti. Yeah. Imagine oh, wow.
3: KFC, but with rice. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's fucking amazing, though, dude. I it, Dude, in the Philippines, I was like, dude, this tastes so fucking
4: good. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, man. With oh, the gravy man. on it. Mm.
0: Hey, anybody that knows anybody from Jollibee, if they want to sponsor the, the podcast, <laughs> let me know. Hit me up. Toughrocking.com. We'll take the sponsorship, man. I, I'll take Jollibee and, and throw it out there all day. <laughs> and
2: anybody work at Spam? Or, or Spam. Uh, was it Hormel? Who, who made Spam, anyway? It is no, Spam, Spam. Oh, is spam it? Spam's their own.
3: Okay. But I think I it's think. next to a Hormel. I mean, if anything, I think it's next to a Hormel. Corned uh, beef? No, <laughs> because, you know, I, it's weird because I went to, I think it's Austin, Michigan, texas <laughs> no
2: nah, man it, 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 say it. What? there's
3: austin michigan or wisconsin and okay i went to the spam museum out there and it was pretty dope you get the, you could get all the, the the crazy flavors of spam like you know dude no the longanisa like, spam out there too yeah i think i dude, we got some of the, the black they have longanisa spam, Dev, Langanisa spice, spam. That, yeah. is that even you, possible I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: if you go to hawaii they I have all types cool. of crazy flavors like I mean you know obviously you can get some of it in the states like garlic spam there's turkey spam all the like regular ones and then you go out to Hawaii and there's like every type of spam because Hawaii is like the mecca of, of, of getting spam right because yeah that was for all they year. got
3: chorizo they got yeah. chorizo spam the longanesa spam garlic spam black Pepper spam. Yeah, they yeah. had uh, everything, too.
2: man. I think, I think the proliferation of like spam was probably just due to World War II, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah.
0: for the military as a you know just like a ration because
2: you could eat spam
0: straight out of the can. Yeah, people are like, hey, did you cook it right, dude? It's cooked. You pull it out, it's you know it's processed meat. You pull yeah. it out of the can, you eat it
3: straight out of the can.
0: It just tastes really good when it's fried, you know, <laughs> like
3: way better. But that's the funny thing about the history of spam is because you know during World War, I <laughs> think World War II when it you know or after World War II when it came out I mean that's what they kind of like brought over with the soldiers to eat and that kind of been like a bit of a staple for the Filipinos during during
0: the war cuz they are yeah. well, hope if the... you go to one like like go down the street to Chamorro Grill you yeah. can get spam rice and eggs or you go to yeah. any islander food spot spam rice and eggs is, is on the menu yeah it's it's you know synonymous with Filipinos Guamanians
3: you know Chamorro but that's the funny thing is like
0: Japanese
3: Like other Americans, like... And like, when they hear Spam, they kind of get... They get like, all, Ugh, you Yeah. That? It's like, what? How can you not like Spam?
0: But remember, I did go pescatarian for six years, so I did no. not eat Spam at all or Oh, anything. they even got
3: chicken Spam for you. You get that stuff, too. Well, they have oh, turkey, turkey, turkey Turkey, turkey, turkey yeah. Spam. Yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: I'll yeah. make musubi at home with turkey Spam.
2: Or even, dude. Yeah, if, and if, if when, when I first met you, I remember you were a pescatarian.
0: Well, I wasn't. Remember when I started work? But then Chris kind of, like, influenced me?
2: I thought you were when you... When
0: no, you when I started family. over there, dude, I was eating... I was still eating, like Chicken and beef and pork and all that. Yeah, then, this guy used to make me sandwiches. Yeah, and then I, and then I, and eventually, like talking to Chris, our, our coworker. I'm talking about is so. Aaron and I go back. Uh, Aaron was my first boss. that hired me my first ever graphic design job in Orange County, and our coworker was Chris, and he was a pescatarian. Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson, shout out, so Chris Robinson. He uh, sell, put out
2: Celeblender. Blender. Yeah, Cellar Blender. Look up
0: Cellar Blender on Instagram. C e l e b l e n d e r. And he 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 blends celebrities' faces together. Some of it's kind of crazy looking, like whoa, <laughs> like wow. If they have names that match, say, some some celebrity has a last name that is another celebrity's first name, he'll match the names together and blend their faces together with Photoshop. <laughs> Check him out on uh, Instagram, <laughs> and uh, shout out to Chris Robinson. He's when I met him, he was pes- yeah, he's pescatarian still, but he was like. Into that. And that's how I got into uh, becoming pescatarian back then. I'm saying, eating all
2: that fish. (laughs) You missed missed the meat, though, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. You know, after I moved back to San Diego, I was like, I was doing way more exercise than usual. Uh And then I ended up like, I was like, dude, what's wrong with me? People, you need meat, you need meat. I'm like, nah. But then I started eating chicken again, and I was like, oh, I feel better. You noticed the difference, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I noticed the difference. I was lacking something, dude. No. I mean if you're going to go If you're going to cut out A lot of stuff Your diet And you, you've been used to it All your life You got to do it right A lot of people do it wrong mm-hmm. They they think Oh um, I need to lose weight Or this and that And they cut out meat And, so, and, they, and they end up Substituting a lot of carbs And, and cheese You know I did it wrong I, I'm i pretty sure I did it wrong Because I wasn't like Very
2: You know it's, it's funny Like you, you guys know who Tony Robbins is right mm-hmm. yeah. Well he was like a, a pescatarian for the longest time Yeah but I think I remember him th- talking about it, and then like you think that he'd be all healthy and everything, but he noticed he was kind of off, and um, so, so he 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 said that he went to go he went to get checked, and they noticed that he had a lot of uh, mercury levels, like his, his mercury levels. His mercury levels yeah, Too much, right? too much so, seafood. Yeah, that's why he was like feeling really off. So yeah, I mean that's one thing you need to consider when you're just predominantly eating uh fish for your for your diet
0: yeah, yeah when i was doing that i felt kind of weird evan actually Evan right here to the right of me actually yes. mentioned that to me he's like hey did you see the story and it was about jeremy piven oh you know speaking of entourage Ari <laughs> you know, gold from entourage That's right. he he was a pescatarian too and all he did was eat sushi like fucking all the time right and then he started feeling sick and his mercury levels ended up being very high okay on, in his blood so like he had to cut back on yeah. So I don't know if he actually did change. We obviously had to do changes to his diet because you know that's dangerous. Yeah. And then even that was before uh, Fukushima. <laughs> oh, <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the fuck you eating now, bro? Eat,
3: Tastes good, shit. You mean, <laughs> you'd be like Last Dragon. You, you got
4: the glow. I know you're all like glowing. <laughs> you We're know. like, man, that guy's like really
3: glowing.
0: You don't need soul glow. You got the glow. These yeah. chips are good, man. Yeah, we're dude. These play. are salt. Dude, these are organic salt and vinegar chips from what? from, from uh, the kettle brand. I have more. I bought a huge bag from Costco yesterday, dude. Knowing dude. that we're gonna be dude. podcasting, <laughs> you better bring
2: a, bring out that bag, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's
0: sitting on the counter. I go grab it once you run out. But yeah, shout out to uh, Kettle Chips because <laughs> <laughs> that's our polluton for tonight.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Come on, Kettle Chips, sponsor this podcast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> or any craft beer breweries that want to sponsor us. Hey, man. Shout me out. I'll take home a growl for free uh, once a week.
2: about craft beer? Do you guys have favorite craft beers here in San Diego?
0: In San Diego? Dude, like... Okay, so the thing about San Diego, we're boasting over 151 craft breweries operating. That's just operating. There's probably, like, how many more in planning? Jeez, and it's not even hitting the bubble yet. It's getting to the point where, like, some smaller breweries are probably, like, falling by the wayside and not getting as much business as before. We may have... 151 operational craft breweries, and that's not counting the tasting rooms, the satellite tasting rooms that they put in other parts of the city,
2: mm-hmm. like Cellar Three. Like, like, like <laughs> Cellar
0: Three, and then you have like uh, all these places that opened up in OB on like Newport Avenue or one of those streets. Mm-hmm. There's like so many tasting rooms and then craft beer specialized bars, you know. It's like yeah. so much. To, to go to in San Diego from all the way from Oceanside
3: down to Chula, you know? Do you, do you really, do you think San Diego's saturated with
0: all this beer? S- Some
3: people will say so,
0: but there's always room for more. You just got to stay on top of the trends. Yes. It's like marketing in a way, you know, like if you're going to come out of the product and you don't keep up with the, the current trends, then you're going to fucking lose out. Like lately, what's in the past two months, the big trend is hazy IPAs. Like, people are standing lines line for these hazy IPAs, you know, unfiltered IPAs, juice bombs, and all. And that's a huge thing. Like, and then you see some other breweries that weren't spoken of before that, you know, joined, you know, started doing the hazy IPA thing. And then, you know, they're getting like more accreditation. I'm like, oh, I never tried that brewery, but I think I'll actually try them now because people are raving about their hazy IPA. Mm. And then it ended up being good. I was like, okay, props to that brewery now.
2: Do you when like I, tasty IPAs?
0: I do. They're, they're, they're tasty. They're very trendy right now. And I mean, you got to find the next trend. And who knows what that's, what that's going to be, you know? Because everybody's in an every style nowadays. And people are so educated, and say, especially in San Diego. Yeah. Everybody's like so educated about it because they do the research. And they have so much to choose from. And it's a good thing that you could go down the street in almost any neighborhood and be like, I got a craft brewery right here or like a craft beer tasting room. It's like ridiculous. You can go to 7-Eleven around here. and You yep. grab some good beer, craft beer. And it's, it's, a, it's an awesome thing to see. But we'll see when it does hit a bubble and in, in, in that bubble bursts. Because it, yeah. I think it's <clears throat> going to get to that pretty soon.
3: Yeah, you think it's going to slow down, you think?
0: Yeah, eventually, Will. Ooh,
4: here's the it's
3: going to out the...
2: Who's the, the next brewery that's going to sell out? oh that's kind of of hard to say i don't
0: i haven't followed like a lot of breweries closely to Uh, see the trends but when there's like a rumor the rumor usually ends up being right even if they deny it like a couple months down the road it's like balance point sells for one billion dollars to constellation brands and constellation brands um ladies and gentlemen is the big uh the big beer producer that Pretty much owns Corona, Corona. Modelo, all the all the Mexican brands, famous Mexican brands. You think of pretty much is Constellation brands, and they bought Ballast Point, which is a homegrown, started as a homebrew shop in Linda Vista, and it was a big pride of San Diego. And a lot of people were disappointed by it, but you know they're still putting out good beer. Yeah, Um, I know it's you know people don't want to buy corporate stuff, but hey, dude, once in a while. Uh, I mean, can, when you, you don't have it, any other
3: choices in the cooler, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to pick something, you know, that you don't like or, you know, that, I mean, the quality's still there. and Yeah, know, I mean, some- a little
0: bit will change, you know. I did a whole write-up on Ballast Point because I did a tour, like a four-hour tour, full with video. I wrote a write-up. I have to find it. I'll post it up on my blog for Tough Rocking. Um, it'll be a throwback. Uh, Blog, But I was in the UCSD extension classes curriculum for craft beer. And I chose Ballast Point to do my whole research on. And I spent like four hours with their uh, quality control manager and just went over everything. I took video.
2: You think he's he's
0: still there? (laughs) That that guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be there. He's got to be there. He had a good position. I wouldn't give it up. (laughs) There's a lot of people that did leave after they they found out they sold. Mm -hmm. You know to each his own you know people have their own preferences yeah. i know a lot of people that left after this after the uh the buyout because they weren't into it but there's a lot of uh opinions about craft beer and you know people are going to have their way it's about it's, it's the same with anything you know oh you yeah. sold out oh my favorite yeah. rap group oh they sold out they signed up the, they signed to the, like some capital records or or i don't know
3: no it's it's, it's hard you know like you gotta you know, some, some people, people got to eat. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's also some people that they start off because they wanted to make good beer. And then there's some places that they just started because they found <laughs> a way that this is just going to be my, my way to make a lot of money instead of thinking yeah, about Yeah, Some people thought about
0: that. Um, a lot of people, you know, in the beginning with, it, it was like a labor of love. But then once you get that labor of love in money... Man, you don't know. Dude. some of those offers that come in sound like enticing. I'm pretty sure in the years before people were like, hey, you know, like we we're interested to be like what you're doing. Try to buy them out, but they said no a couple of times to the point where it got like who says no to a billion bucks, man? That's hard to
2: that's hard to turn down for
0: sure. A billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen.
3: But well, that, that's when I mean. you know, respect to the ones that are making it. But, but like, respect. you know, you know like they're making it big without having to. I mean, like Stone, they, they're holding down their own, like, their own, it's basically they're holding down their own label, but yeah, they've been around for a long time, so they've been kind of on the forefront, so people, said, their name is around for a while.
0: They claim they would never sell out, and they haven't, and, you know, they've always been making solid beers. Just, you know, there are times where people are like, ooh, and they prefer other beers because Stone's not, you know, making, you know, maybe the stuff that they like at that time, but, dude, like, even some of the stuff they put out just this past month is fucking amazing. I yeah. had some beer called Frutalica from them, and it's freaking, it was like, whoa, this thing is flavorful. What it tastes, what it tastes like? Uh, it's fruity. Very fruity. It's one of those hazy IPs I saw <laughs> earlier. And it, it, man, like, it was uh, pretty much freaking juicy, dude. I can't, like, I'm very bad at explaining the taste <laughs> of food and beer, because I'll just be like, dude, it tasted really good. I can't, like, I have friends that can, like, describe flavors and all that very well. And they're like, good and they can cook me no i'm like dude it's fucking good
2: <laughs> you gotta taste it for yourself bro you know would, would you taste it at the, at the brewery i know i
0: actually bought a bottle of it from bottle craft in north park Bottlecraft. Oh, you know i
2: still need to check out that place
0: dude there's there's one in little italy uh-huh. that's a fun place to drink at too it's across from the ballast point okay in little italy and then they have one i think in Solana on beach now they sell that one in north park yeah the north park's one that the North Park locations where I picked up Futalica mm. and it's always fun to shop in there you know people I'm pretty much I guess a familiar face to most of the people that
2: work there so I was like hey man oh good choice you know yeah, it's, it's funny you bring up Bell's Point in uh, Little Italy because uh, obviously well San Diego Comic Con just happened back in July yeah and uh, one of the guys that uh, sort of like my uh, uh, compadre um, is uh, Leonard Sultana he's an Englishman in San Diego oh yeah Oh, yeah, he, uh, I saw that. Yeah, I've been on his uh, YouTube live show a few times. His his YouTube live show is a couple TSDCC. That's the hashtag, and they're on every Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. PST. So he was in town uh, like a week before San Diego Comic Con. So I kind of thought, hey, let's, let's meet up, let's hang out. I kind of thought, oh, maybe let's meet up at Ballast Point, in Little Italy. Man, that place was packed. Yep. So we just, <laughs> we just, you know, we just we, we met up there, but we didn't go in. Because it was so busy, so we just you know ended up walking around. But uh, it's interesting you bought a Dallas Point because um, yeah, I've been there. I've been there a few times, but I just don't remember it being that packed. It's crazy.
3: Um, they're getting that name around, and it's crazy because they opened up one in Long Beach. Oh, I yeah, haven't yeah. gone to yeah. that yeah. one in Long Beach yet, but <clears throat> it sounds from you know because I used to live there for the last like fifteen years, and always hear about like since it opened, that's like the spot to go, and people waiting in lines to get in or something or it's like really packed and like
0: it's always yeah. the new stuff uh, you know it'll it'll like ease it it'll ease out a little bit later but sometimes you know location is the key dude and then the, i think the location over there is like yeah. awesome right because you look over the bay oh, yeah. or something yeah, yeah, yeah you're overlooking the water man you can't beat it
3: but you get it got i mean the, it's crazy because you know you're competing with the other the big name of long beach down there beachwood you know beachwood puts out
0: amazing beer yeah
3: and like amazing beer I don't know maybe it's because I already know what Dallas Point is all about and I've been there a million times in San Diego so mm. I, that's why I haven't gone to the one in Long Beach so I always go into the, the Beachwood shout out Long Beach yeah, yeah. LBC. <laughs> that's where Evan went dude Long Beach State Tight.
0: Snoop Dogg yeah. Ugly Duckling who else is from Long Beach Warren G LMNO <laughs> <laughs> the LBC yeah, Sublime what
2: Sublime right
3: represent <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, yeah. um, moving on from craft beer talk. We've been yeah. talking about that for a little bit now. Aaron, what's the most uh, recent stuff you've been in? You've been attending a couple Comic-Cons, right?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, well, yeah. I what's mean, the
0: last one? There's a, there's a few, I think, following Aaron on his Instagram. Hall H. Is it Hall H? Hall H Show? At, for Instagram? Oh, oh so yeah. for
2: Instagram, it's uh, HallH.com. It's Hall H in D-O-T-C-O-M.
0: Oh, HallH.com, spelled out. Yeah, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you're listening uh, right now to the podcast, check it out so you, you can see what we're actually talking about. But Aaron has, you've you've got a couple of SD, so Aaron has also done the hashtag SDCCFit, uh, he's popular for that as well. Um, besides those posts, I saw a couple that are related to, I think you went to... On
2: not LA Comic Con, was Long it? Beach yeah. Long Beach Comic Con. Long Beach Comic Con. But you know, before I get to Long Beach, I guess the last time we talked was before San Diego Comic Con happened. Um, so I guess maybe I'll just <clears throat> recap a little bit about what happened at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, obviously, uh, when you when you think of San Diego Comic Con, you think of the the four days plus uh, preview night. Preview mm-hmm. night is yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this year, I was lucky enough to score some tickets. Um, me and Alex are, are lucky enough to get uh, press Uh, approved for press on pretty much all the conventions except for uh, San Diego Comic Con and WonderCon. Uh, WonderCon is owned by uh, Comic Con International, so for some reason, we haven't uh, been approved for for press yet for them. Hmm. But, uh, irregardless, or regardless, um, we were able to score some tickets and uh, um, we just go through Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Wednesday is pretty cool because you get the if you get preview night, you can sort of go through the whole convention center and just, you know, pretty much have free reign and go wherever you want. There's yeah. not that much of a crowd. So if you're a collector, that's, you know, that's golden for that's, you. That's right? golden for you.
0: The golden shower hour. <laughs> <laughs> the golden so,
2: shower hour. But, but for us, it's a, uh, it's a good time for us to sort of, uh, uh talk with a bunch of the artists there and and, 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 artist alley. Um, some of the ones that we talked to were, uh, Eric Nino Towski, uh, you know Patrick Ballasturos, Keithan Jones, and and uh, Bobby Rubio, and a whole slew of different people, and you know we found time to you know connect with them, and we set up you know appointments and and set up the calendar so we can do podcasts with them later. Um, one person that we met there um, this year, uh, w- you know we met actually met him first last year. His name is Eureus he's the co- uh, creator of the comic books indigo and uh jason wise he started this movement called uh, black heroes matter yeah um, okay i saw I, that yeah and uh he's doing some awesome things so um this time you know i kind of thought it'd be a good time for us to sort of reconnect and uh, do a podcast with him uh there at San comic con because he's based out of baltimore mm. so uh he's busy on the east coast and trying to do his thing um actually his uh if you listen to our podcast he talks about how his uh his comic book Indigo uh, it sort of got sort of got picked up by uh, Wesley Snipes uh, production company okay so try, they're trying to shop that around for a TV show so it's sort of like in development hell right now. So is he
0: going to rewrite Blade for Batman? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> always bet on <I'm> Black. <laughs> <laughs> Passenger 57 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: yeah, my, always my, bet on Black. <laughs> my, my bad. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. But yeah,
2: he's a, he's an interesting person and uh, he was, uh, the reason why we met him last year is because he's good friends with uh, Keith, and Joan, uh, Keith and Jones. Mm-hmm. Keith and Jones is the, uh, the creator of the comic book uh, the power Knights, and Keaton Jones mm. owns the, uh, comic book company, uh, called, kid, kid called key comics. Okay. And they uh, his tagline is the kid in you never dies. So yeah. I, I always thought that was pretty cool, but, uh, he, like he, uh, he's good friends with Bobby Rubio. Bobby Rubio is, uh, currently an artist, uh, a storyboard artist at Pixar. Um, they went to high school together, but, Um, They're from San Diego They're from San Diego, yeah, represent, exactly So, um, Ethan Jones, when he was like, I think 11 years old He uh, created his own comic book And I think he was even interviewed as a kid So, uh, if you listen to a couple of the podcast interviews that we had with him He sort of recounts how, you know, he, he created his comic book at 11 And obviously, you know, you go through life you know, you uh you grow up. Yeah, you grow up. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he ends up working, and but in the back of his mind, he has that urge to still create. So recently, uh, with I guess the blessing of his wife, he decided to sort of quit his nine to five and Damn. pursue his uh, passion of creating comic books. So he's, uh, you know, he's going full bore, and you uh, know, we try to support him as much as possible. And um, he's actually, I think, on a plane to Detroit. He's going to this uh, little uh, convention called Mechacon. Mm. Uh, it's like a, it's like a diverse sort of, sort of uh, convention. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to to sort of reconnecting with him and, and seeing how his uh, experience at Mechacon goes.
0: So Mechacon's based solely on comics. Um,
2: mm-hmm. I, th- I believe so. Uh, it's based in Detroit, but. It's also run by a person who does different these little different cons in, the, in different parts of of the country. Okay. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> and so going back to to San Comic Con, um, on preview night, the, uh, my my good friend Tony Kim, he goes by uh, Crazy for Comic Con. He uh, he has this sort of uh, party uh, during preview night, and it's this party sort of it's about uh, about celebrating the uh, the 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 geek bloggers and podcasters mm. out there, so he calls it a uh, game of bloggers. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, GOB, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Um, it, it's kind of it, it, the reason why it's cool is because you get to sort of, uh, you know, connect with all these different bloggers that you sort of have a relationship online and mm. through social media. So, uh, you know, a, a good some good friends of ours, um, there's the uh, Nerd Foo guys, go to nerdfoo.com. Uh, when we actually started looking, Fushnikans, let's get it. Sh- yeah. <laughs> uh, when we first started looking at ways of you know, uh, you know how to do a podcast, mm-hmm. um, nerdfoo dot com, they have a pretty you know popular podcast you know on their own. So we had struck up a friendship, and I had emailed uh, one of the guys there. His name is Sully. Uh, it's Sully and Steve, they there's two guys and they, they run nerdfood.com and so I emailed him you know asked me for advice mm-hmm. you know what uh, you know and, and so he sent me back an encyclopedia of like information so I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to Sully uh, for you know for giving me all that information and so from there you have the nerdfood guys you have uh, uh, Hot Nerd Girl Tracy uh, she's mm-hmm. been on our podcast um, you have Under the Capes Tim uh, I, I was a guest on his podcast nice. So, yeah, all these people, uh, Superheroes XYZ, uh, Jazz. Uh, she grew up here in San Diego, but she lives in Arizona now. Okay. Um, there's a whole slew of people that you just sort of like, oh, wow, hey, th- this is you. You know, It's, it's good to meet you. you know?
0: Google these people, everybody that's listening. You got yeah. to check them out. Um, Aaron always has photos of them on his, um, on his hallh.com Instagram. So I, I actually am familiar with these people that he's talking about because he always posts about them. And they're on his podcast as well. Yeah,
2: there's, like I mentioned earlier, Leonard Sultana. I've been on his show a few times, and his co-host uh, Al- Alyssa Franks. Uh, she runs the uh, the Friends of uh, Comic Con forum. So, yeah, I mean, when when Alex and I first started the blog, and we started, you know, thinking about doing the podcast, um, these are the people that we sort of, you know, thought about trying to emulate, you know. Mm. And now that we've, you know, got the podcast together. To be honest with you i didn't think i would enjoy it as much yeah 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 you know because i enjoy i enjoy like hearing people's stories you know it's it's really you know as simple as that and uh you know just reconnecting and engaging with people and also like i said our mission statement at hallage.com is to you know sort of shine use the H mainstream spotlight and shine that spotlight on the emerging artists and artists mm-hmm. that we think deserve attention.
0: That's why you always you, you do Artist Alley is a huge thing for you. Yeah, guys.
2: yeah, yeah. We we bill ourselves as the uh, Artist Alley evangelists. <laughs> so that's that's our thing. That that's you know people who who are who know what Samuel Comic Con is, and uh, you would think that you know we have the website HallH.com. You think that we'd cover Hall H and all the the mainstream stuff, but mm-hmm. you know me and Alex we're both busy. We, we work and. You know we're a two-man show, and there's no way that we can compete with Nerdist or Collider. Yeah, you know. So
4: <clears throat>
2: that's one thing that you need to sort. Of, you need to sort of figure out when you start your own blog or, or podcast. You know, you need to find your niche. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you need to find out what makes you special, because you know there's a there's a whole ton of sites out there who cover Hall H. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of sites out there who cover the creators. Yeah. Uh, at, at Artist Ollie. So that's what me and Alex decided to do. And uh, we're starting to get a reputation as the Hall H guys that covers, <laughs> that, that ironically covers everything else except Ollie. Hall H. Hall H. <laughs> but it's,
0: you know, it's a good thing to have the name Hall H. Um, as they said on the last time they were here on the podcast, um, Alex, Alex actually had the name HallH.com yeah since 2011 since 2011 and then you decided hey we gotta do something with the name and yeah. you know i mean hall h is a draw it draws people to know that you guys are talking about obviously pop yeah, culture and exactly. comics because mm-hmm. it deals with comic-con right it's synonymous with san diego and comic-con yeah. with the old red circle with the white h in the middle right. you have to know what that is if you're into any type of pop culture um and that in itself will draw the crowd that you're looking for, <laughs> and I mean, like, if, and they, they can't get mad because you're talking about, right? Like, the it's like you almost want to say, uh, if you want to compare it to our listeners that are in hip hop, it's like the unsigned hype. It's like the the rappers aren't on a label yeah. yet. These are the guys, or they, they might be on a label, but like, there aren't they're like the huge crazy guys that you know. They're not Jay Z's or anything, but these are the up and coming, like the artists that are like. Blood, sweat, and tears, doing some dope shit
3: out right. there. I think it's still, We're still making mixtapes. No, <laughs> <laughs> out of trucks. Yo, the <laughs> yo uh, DJ Clue. <laughs> uh, it's a. It, I think it's a really good idea because I think it. It brings back to the original spirit of Comic Con, because, uh, you know, in the beginning it was just straight up comics, and then there was a lot of. They used to have. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but they would do portfolio showings for all these art- yeah, artists. They and, still do that. You know, like, that's what, you know, what Comic-Con was all about. is the comics, the artists, and then just the entertainment kind of overshadowed all all that. Because that was the time where you could, uh, you know, get found, you know, like, by the big names, like the Jim Lees of the world or like, you know, when the those guys were like you know, celebrities, all those old school artists like that. Right. So it's kind of cool that, you know, that you guys are kind of focusing on those that crowd you know because they need the exposure you know and now that we have social media it's kind of like give them that extra push too right Uh, yeah and and definitely
2: uh, last year we we had this event this artist meet and greet at San Diego Comic-Con we called it uh, artists assemble sort of like Mm -hmm. Avengers assemble but you know artists assemble and um, we invited six artists that we follow online um, they were uh, Bobby Rubio, who's currently a story artist at Pixar. Uh, Keithan Jones, he uh, write, writes and creates his own comic book, uh, The Power Knights, and he owns the uh, the comic book company, uh, Kid Comics. Uh, there's an artist out there named uh, Eric Nino Towski. He's pretty talented as well. Um, Jeff Pasquale. Jeff Pasquale was an artist that we sort of met, I think it was at uh, Anime California back in... Uh, 2014. Oh wow! Yeah, he was. Uh, he still was, He was still in college, mm. and uh, he's a he's a badass uh, uh, water watercolor artist. So um, I'm actually wearing a shirt that he he created. This is watercolor artist uh, watercolor style uh, stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, this this was done by uh, Jeff Pasquale. He was a uh, he was one of the six at our uh, at our uh, artist meet and greet. Uh, then there was uh, Patrick Ballesteros. He he has an awesome. Uh, you know, awesome like portfolio of work, especially his twenty-five cent wonder pieces, which he sells at, at comic cons. Um, speaking of comic cons, he at, at the comic con last year, he had to have his own line management. Like, he, he his line was so long that uh, uh comic con said, "Hey, we need to get line management for for this guy's uh, uh, table." Um, there was, uh, uh, oh yeah, there was Ethan Castillo. Mm-hmm. He was eleven year old eleven year old at the time. Yeah. and uh he's he's an up-and-coming artist so we kind of thought it'd be it'd be awesome to have him you know be part of the uh the artist assemble so and just watching watching ethan just grow from last year into now yeah. his work is like just becoming even more spectacular he's surrounded
3: by all these other great ones around him yeah so that's pretty pretty awesome if, to it's be. like
0: if you practice with the, the big boys in the major leagues you're gonna get as good no for frazzles. sure guys yeah. so you rise to that level
2: And uh, yeah, well, we're sort of going back to San Diego Comic-Con. And and this year was so cool because um, we made so many contacts the previous year that, you know, we're starting to get known. So it's like, you know, it's it's easier to to talk to people because we sort of have this reputation now. So uh, we did like five podcasts at this year's Comic-Con. The first one was with another content creator. Her name was Karma Savage. She's part of this uh, blog called Second Union uh they're getting ready to to launch their own podcast um the second one we did was with the oh uh stefan frank he's the uh creator of this comic book called silver it's basically about con artists who are trying to steal uh the silver treasure of of vampires and it sort of takes place in the in in a noir setting of like the 1930s and 40s or something like that but uh yeah uh Stephen Frank, it was an awesome interview because he's he was a he's an animator by trade, mm-hmm. and he, he worked on like Iron Giant, uh, you know, a whole mm. slew of like different different no. movies. Uh, so he's starting to to make his uh, his mark in sequential art, because um, he and he also has a bunch of panels out there. So I encourage anybody that goes to a convention and you see Stephen Frank doing a panel on how to sort of uh, apply, uh, you know. St- movie storyboarding to like comic books because his you know sense of perspective and his panel layout and uh, you know just that knowledge that he drops from his you know his his experience from making movies and how it transitions into comic books it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty interesting Um, and then our third interview was with uh, his name is uh, David Pepose. he um, he's writer of this comic book uh, Spencer and Locke and uh if you can imagine uh, you, you guys are familiar with Calvin and Hobbes yeah yeah, yeah. If, you, if you can imagine what, oh, yeah. what would happen if uh, calvin and hobbs grew up grew up in sin city <laughs> so that's yeah. that, that's that's his log line that's his tagline for for spencer and lot that's cool yeah and uh yeah that's a pretty co- it's a pretty awesome uh, comic book and if uh you know listen to that podcast as well um he's he he got option for like potential movie so he's mm. shopping that around Oh shit. so okay. uh the third interview i believe what or the fourth interview was with oh it was with uraeus it was uh the creator of uh, black heroes matter and then the last one which i'm about to uh release soon is uh it was an sdcc fit wrap-up okay so we had uh the mighty Jurd. mighty Jerd, he's uh Jerd is like the moniker that the moniker that he came up with. It's like jock and nerd. Ugh, <laughs> so he's 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 uh, he's like it's kind of cool because he's starting to uh, get into acting. Okay. Or he's been acting, but he's starting to sort of uh, get more lucrative and, and substantial roles. Uh, I don't know if they're lucrative, but more substantial anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> so and he and he's really big on like fitness and nutrition, and he's uh, he's a pretty good uh, uh, jujitsu player as okay, well. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So I think. I forgot the name of his school, but it's like maybe Crazy, Crazy Eighty Eight or Crazy BB or something like that. It's right? it's, is it it's local? In, it's in Baltimore. Oh, whoa, he's he's yeah. out, he's out there. So he even flies out to like uh, Asia to like help train like fighters over there. I really? think uh, the the one organization. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. popular yeah, in yeah. the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, so there's <laughs> there's a few fighters that. Uh, I guess stablemates that he he sort of helps train for, for, for that organization organization. So yeah. So yeah, we had a a bunch of like podcasts this year. Um, I met some pretty cool people. Um, If, if there's anybody out there who are, who's interested in like silver age comic books, um, there's a well-known authority and historian. His name is Arlen Schumer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look him up because this guy can talk you off about comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And uh especially this year he had a, an awesome lecture about Jack Kirby okay uh, this yeah, year the we OG. celebrate 100th, the yeah, 100th birthday. his hundredth birthday so uh, yeah if, if you can if you at a comic convention and you see Arlen Schumer don't even think about it just go mm-hmm. check out his panel because you know they only give you about an hour or so you know at, at a panel but dude he can talk for like three hours no problem <laughs> yeah and you wouldn't mind listening yeah, for about three exactly. hours, exactly right? yeah <throat> so he's he's a cool guy uh, follow him on uh, on facebook he has a i think he's part of this uh, jack kirby group i think it's called jack kirby company with a k or something like that but uh, look up uh, arlen schumer because he's definitely somebody who's uh, a well-known authority about silver age uh, comic books and um the new iphone x just came out right iPhone. But yeah.
0: Before we get to that, uh-huh. let's go back to comics really quick. Well, well,
2: I, well, I just want to segue into like a little bit. Uh, 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 well,
0: actually, this, this kind of, this kind of uh, fits with the iPhone X. Okay. Let's give a little rest in peace to the creator of Weapon X.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Len Wise? Uh, Len Wine. Len mm, yeah. Yeah. The uh, co-creator. Len, Wein. Len Wein. Yeah. yeah.
0: The co-creator of uh, Weapon Wolverine. X himself, yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine. Passed away this past week. Yeah, rest yeah. in so peace. Rest in peace. So, I'm lying. Oh.
2: Cheers. Cheers to
4: Cheers that
2: guy. To, uh, taking a little sip of this craft beer. I'll, from, pour, uh, I'll pour some right here. <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give him a forty out. Right there. Uh, yeah, Len. Len Wine. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a loss. Um, he came up with in the industry with another writer named uh, Marv Wolfman. So I think. I think Len Wein actually wrote some, like, zines back in the day. Yeah. And then eventually he <coughs> became a professional.
0: He was uh, one of the creative minds behind Storm,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Storm, Colossus, Colossus uh, a few other X-Men. Freaking X-Men, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's what you say, you know, the iPhone X. This is X-Men time.
0: <laughs> Weapon <laughs> X, dude. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, okay. Going back to, to the iPhone, um, the iPhone is sort of like the new TV, of this generation, you know? You think so? I think so.
0: I didn't watch that whole presentation that everybody's going crazy about No, I, about I, I didn't watch it either. But, um, but I did look over the, the whole iPhone X stuff and I was
2: like, damn, that sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> but the reason I bring up uh, the, uh, the iPhone X is because it's sort of relevant because the next person I'm going to talk about, her name is uh, Susan Botello. She's the uh, creator of this, sort of like this movement here in San Diego and, and globally, actually. It's the uh, Mobile Film Festival.
0: Oh yeah, so that sounded familiar And I know I heard it from probably one of your posts Yeah, yeah. she's been
2: on the podcast a few times Okay Um, But um, at at this year's Comic Con She had had another panel And it was actually her panel last year Is when I met her
4: Mm -hmm.
2: So that made an impression on me So we sort of like reconnected And she's been on the podcast a few times To talk about, you know The sort of movement out there globally Of uh, making movies on your mobile device
0: Yeah, solely on your, I mean what the cameras that are put on phones nowadays—it's mm-hmm. you can do it and pull yeah. it off and make it look really. I mean,
2: the the quality is so good on your phone that, I mean, you can make movies good enough quality to be shown on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. But she says make sure you film horizontally, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, some people wouldn't know any better because they're just doing selfies. Yeah, but, yeah, hey. yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so it's good to go to um, Susan's uh, panel uh, because I think she's just hitting, hitting that, that that movement at the right time because uh, when do they hold these festivals it's uh, here locally right it's locally uh, it's I think it was it takes place every April can anybody join in and make a movie or uh, anybody like... well anybody can submit a movie uh-huh. whether it'll be shown it's you know it has to go okay. through a process cause earlier
0: Rockstrand and I were shooting all day today mm. and that's a very interesting concept to just take out your iPhones and just shoot a whole like I mean it
2: has to be like a like a movie like a short oh uh, yeah there's different categories I off the top of my head I can't remember but if you look up uh, uh, mobile phone festival mobile phone or international mobile uh, phone festival um, then um, you should get all the information of the requirements <clears throat> okay uh, um, there's like different categories out there but Obviously, the stipulation you need to make all the movies on a mobile device.
4: So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: obviously. Yeah, yeah. cheating.
0: Yeah. You use an iPad like all the uh, tourists do in Asia. <laughs> well,
2: well the, the only reason I bring that up is because drones are popular these days as well.
4: Yeah. And but hey, some drones carry yeah, 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 a yeah, yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly.
2: If you can, if you can hook it up with a, with a drone with a phone, then you're 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 cool. You're cool with you're Yeah. Yeah, but yeah.
0: how is there a way to make sure that it was shot with a I mean do you i mean because do the files have to be read and like hey it doesn't show that it was, it was made with the uh, iphone camera or something I, you like know
2: that? there might be some metadata in there but, you know, I'm not, yeah I'm not like the most like technically you know savvy when it comes but why to would
0: stuff. you why would you cheat on some of like that I mean, yeah. just just go with the uh and, and the yeah. tool and, there,
2: and there's a there's a lot of like festivals around the world like in australia mm-hmm. it's it's
0: pretty it's pretty well so specific. how big is a san Diego one like in comparison with these other ones that are
2: going on around the world? um, Well, I've only been to the San Diego one, so I have mm. no frame of reference.
0: Oh, you never checked out, like...
2: No, like, I haven't okay. traveled to Australia. Or I, mean, I mean, either. like, <laughs> you know, like, just
0: go online and see how it is, if it's, like, crazy. They have, like, you know, cute Jackman walking around. Um,
2: well, you know, there's some... <laughs> uh, I think even Sundance has... You, you can sort of... Uh, there, there's a, There might be a mobile <laughs> film category over there. Yes. So, um, I, I forgot what the mm. movie was that sort of... Helped spark this movement. I think it was called, uh, it started with an M.
0: Was it the first one that was shot fully on an iPhone?
2: Uh, maybe. Because
0: I remember that like a couple years, maybe six, seven years back.
2: I don't know if it's that long
4: ago. Okay.
2: Yeah. But I, I always thought that this would be a sort of, I always wondered how making movies on a mobile device would be because, um, you guys remember that show House? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of the first shows to actually be shot with, uh, I think the Canon 5D. Okay. Which is, you know DSLR. Yeah. So I kind of thought you know technology on a phones getting to the point where you can be able to film a, a movie or a TV show you know soon. So it's just like it's pretty cool that uh, Susan Botell is actually a, a vanguard, you know, a pioneer in this field.
0: There are a ton of uh, products out there now that <clears throat> that you could hook up to an iPad or an iPhone that'll make it look amazing because um, I mean you could attach different lenses to your iphone i mean there are a ton of products out there i mean if you look on amazon alone you find like all these attachments that can go on your iphone like telescopic lenses i mean like look over there i have a macro lens over there still in the package you know from alloclip i have uh this wide angle lens that i can clip onto my iphone are you guys sponsored by alloclip no no we we (laughs) actually mike mike has uh put in a lot of work mike logic from not so fresh uh he's not here today uh, but he put in a lot of work trying to get uh, people to uh, kind of sponsor us uh, but they have sent some products out to us you know yeah, and to test uh, out yeah to test out and you know we have a few of them and uh, Mike actually gets to test most of them out because he's the one that's in contact with them and he gets most of the products to test out Yeah. and then you know we, we, uh, it trickles down to us as well because you know we're part of the podcast and tough rocking
2: so trickle down economy <clears throat>
3: trickle down e- yeah, e- economics? yeah is that
0: Reagan that's Reagan okay, right yeah yeah, a lot of people say fuck Reagan, but yeah, whatever. I don't I don't like talking politics. Oh, that's porn. the gong, ladies and gentlemen. That nice. means it is the special hour of Ask Ivan a Sexual Question. What the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh.
4: So, Ivan.
2: Yeah. What are you studying over there, Ivan? <laughs>
0: Potato chips. What porn are you watching right now?
3: Keep it to the classics, man. What's the classic? Uh, oh, you know. Super Hornio Brothers. <laughs> Super Hornio <old> Brothers. Edward <laughs> Penis Hands. <laughs> yeah. What is Luigi doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> with the. <laughs>
0: Even, where's the Koopa? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just playing. <laughs> that that was a joke. <laughs> a, that was totally a joke. Aaron accidentally hit the uh, microphone arm and made a <laughs> gong noise, and I came up with that off the top of my head. Oh, awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're freestyling tonight. Mm. <laughs>
1: Right, free balling, free oh, balling, commando
0: right? like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Alyssa Milano.
3: <laughs> no, you guys are talking about <laughs> didn't come out right.
4: <laughs> so? Did you say come out right? <laughs>
0: yeah, we're, uh, we're uh, I think we're halfway down this growler. <laughs> oh shit! With beer and it, it, dude. This is not a week This is not a weak beer. It's nine point two. No. Yeah, it's nine point two. Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're gonna get on a good one soon. <laughs> did you see hey,
3: no. a, a post about like, um, you know, the some lady or someone did like um, covers for Time Magazine, and all her pictures are from her iPhone or something. They weren't like professional cameras, and that's how you you, were, you guys were talking about that topping. I'm mm-hmm. like, you can do so much with your phone. And yeah, I don't know. Is it justified that the price of the new iPhone X? There, you know, nine hundred ninety nine bucks. That's
0: a lot of money, but then that's nine hundred ninety nine. But like, if you're buying into a tier program with Verizon or something, it's going to be way less.
3: Well, oh, that's true. Because you're, and
0: you're 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 becoming subscriber to a uh, like a a service, so mm-hmm. you get a discount on the phone, the actual tangible phone, because you you're buying into a service as well. You're locked in to a contract. You're on lockdown. you on lockdown, son. So block number fucking 69. Because Evan likes it upside down world. Stranger.
4: Strangler things.
0: He's choking, bitches, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? you
3: oh. going to play with that demigorgon. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's what they call you, the demigorgon? Shit. Oh, man. What do you, What are you studying, Evan? Oh, you know. Physical therapy assistant
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah, so Evan is, uh, he went to Long Beach State, uh, it was for physical therapy stuff, and he was going yeah. to another school now for...
3: Well, I mean, I got my degree in kinesiology, but... Is that a to power move power to is that?
0: Are you okay, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what? You got kinesiology? Was Kinesi. that like diabetes? <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, man. I'm
3: just trying to take that next level, get my black belt, go uh, go into physical therapy world. So that's another. You, um, you could probably specialize in helping all these fucked up b boys that are like getting up in age and then wondering what the hell's wrong with them. Actually, that's the game <laughs> plan. You know what the funny thing is? Like one of my uh, clinical instructors, her daughters, is, her daughters are in dance, and she was dabbing into uh, dance rehab, and that's actually
0: Dab- dabbing like like uh, Cam Camp <laughs> yeah. Newton dabbing. Is that, is that what it Cap- was? Now nah, I mean,
3: <laughs> there's there's actually a, a niche for uh dance rehab and i'm thinking that's good that's cool i'm thinking about going that direction but then i don't think there's anyone that really specializes in b-boys because well it's a different thing you think about it the the closest thing you compare it to
0: is gymnastics right yeah for some of their movements but then it's even more strenuous with b-boys i think
3: yeah it's a it's a different world and like i was saying about like dance rehab like classically those um therapists i work on uh Dance rehab, they'll work with like ballerinas or yeah. the other types of dance styles, but I don't think all of them are really, you know, familiar with the b boys. Because you know, like when you dan- you're working with ballerinas. It's all you're working with love, foot injuries, ankle injuries, knee injuries. But b boys, we get we get hurt all over the place. So it's yeah. we're a different animal than your your typical.
0: I used to describe b boying as uh, imagine. If you actually train in something else, like doing like gymnastics and running to the side and having to train in jujitsu, it's like you get beat the fuck up because you're throwing your own body and your own body weight around, and then you're throwing against the ground. Some people can actually control themselves pretty well, yeah. but your body can only take that so, so much of that over you know time. What?
2: Instead of jujitsu, it might actually be closer to judo. The way with the throws and all that, <laughs> yeah. the way your body lands. Yeah, and just, yeah.
3: Yeah, you might be and right. Well, hitting and rolling.
0: I mean, it, it, like... To both, actually, because, you know, you're doing a lot of rolling around on the ground with breaking. And a lot of the uh, the stuff when you transition from, like, footwork to, like, back rocks when you're rolling around in your back, it's very similar to jiu-jitsu. It all translates. And then, you know, of course, judo, like, you're, you're doing a lot of throws. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would relate to, like, the power when you're landing your power moves onto, like, your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of punishment, dude. And breaking's only what, like fifty years old, forty years old, forty some years old. Yeah, it's it's getting up there. And, yeah, so said. like like now you're finding b boys like Ken Swift and Crazy Legs who are like second gen b boys, and and then you're finding out like the problems that they're feeling now. Yep. And it's brand it's like still brand new to a lot of doctors out there. So like, what do you compare it to? Like,
3: have I ever seen this before? No, uh, it it it's tough, and that's why I like you know. The typical thing as B-boys growing up, i like, ah, oh, man, we just walk it off, you know? Like, <laughs> you Can't walk uh, it off
0: in your late 30s like I am. Uh, that shit hurts, dude. <laughs> I
3: think that's the thing, you know, because then, you know, we are, we're a different animal. We're a new animal. Arr, because of, I like, of you know, we're still, like you said, we're still a young sport. And, like, there's not a lot of aging B-boys to actually, you know, give data to the, you know, yeah. To well, the, the medical world say, It's coming now, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I figured in the next maybe 20 years, there's going to be more data because, you know, there's going to be more people dancing now.
0: And the dance is getting a lot more popular.
3: Yeah. So it's it's hard, man. We, we, we're we a different animal than none of all the dances. We are a cross of like... We are athletes. Oh, yeah. You know, whether yeah, people want to sure. call it an athlete or not. But, you know, the other side of it, we are also artists. So it's like... We're we're basically ninjas, man. Would you we're, call me yeah. ninjas? <laughs>
2: That's the other N word. Yeah, I guess okay. before we go back to like comics and pop culture, um, how did your event go? I, I, oh, the get down. Yeah, the get down.
0: We did a, uh, a recap podcast uh, after it, and it went pretty well. We we met everything we were looking for. We um we had a good final battle. We had some guys from LA by way of uh, I think Israel or. Well, they're called their, their their group name is called Middle Beast. Okay, they're actually from the Middle East, <laughs> Wow. but they really relocated to Los Angeles, um, and these guys uh, are very good. They've got style, they got power, and they're very powerful b boys. Um, they made it to the final, and uh, they made it to the final against our own not so fresh member, Rock Right, um, and our homie Mike the Cure, uh, aka by he. Speaking of comic book culture, his other nickname is Tony Stark. <laughs> he actually has – he resembles Tony Stark in the way he looks. <laughs> the, he has the whole, like, uh, That's what you call it, goatee, beard, mustache look. And does he like shawarma? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. I'm, I'm sure he does, dude. Um, but it was him, him and Rockstride battled in the final against this crew called Middle Beast. Rockstride and uh, Mike mm. actually took the win, Okay, and they took home a grand um, – and it was a fun event. We had, you know, a lot of people show up. It was over here in Balboa Park in San Diego, which is a beautiful location. And it was inside of Centro uh, Cultural de la Raza. Um, it's a great venue for breaking events, and a lot of people hold art shows there. So it was a hit, dude. I, I think it was very successful. The vibe was good, and I had a lot of fun. Cool, uh, yeah. I
2: mean, I, I would have
0: totally went, but it was... It like was Comic-Con, week. weekend, it dude. Comic-Con weekend, dude. Yeah. And we know what Hall H is all about. <laughs> Comic-Con. That's right. Can
2: okay.
4: yeah.
0: So um, before we get going, do you want to switch up the flavor of the beer really quick? Have, sure, man. I have a bottle in the. Hit me up, dude. Okay, I'm gonna go grab this bottle really quick. But before we do that, let's switch up the topic from uh, B <laughs> and We talk about that all the time on this podcast. Right. Let's go back to pop culture and Comic Con. Sure.
3: Actually, I have a question. I had him a, a question about Comic Con because I have never been to the other comic cons
0: ask away dude
3: and um no I've been going to the San Diego one for since 1992 I know the other ones I'm aware of like the Long Beach one the LA one the Kamikaze one Mm -hmm. I was I was always curious about how different is it from the San Diego Comic Cons you know like is it strictly comics is it more entertainment you know since they're a little bit smaller and not as well known as the San Diego one, like, like who, what goes there, you know, like, is it like the entertainment business again, or what well, Pokemon, you know. <laughs> well, there is a Pokemon, uh, strictly,
2: I think there's like a Pokemon competition that just happened recently. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that took place in Anaheim. It's Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I, uh, <clears throat> I play a little Pokemon oh. myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I showed up, and uh, yeah, there's a game load of people, and... I just went to get that little Austrian exclusive, whatever you call it, the Kangaskhan. Oh, but, hey! that's right.
2: I heard about that. Did you yeah. get it? Yeah. Okay.
3: So, you know, I dab a little bit in that Pokemon world, but not in the card game, you know. I, you know, I just play that mobile device stuff. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's what happened in um, Anaheim recently.
2: Yeah, well, going back to the, conven- the different conventions that are out there, uh, obviously, Sanu Comic-Con is the big kahuna. Mm-hmm. uh new york comic con which i haven't had a chance to sort of make i haven't tried to go there
3: yet field trip time
2: yeah, yeah. Field trip. it's actually happening pretty soon um they're pretty big that'd they, be like the next comparable convention to san Diego comic con yeah mm-hmm. um depending on who you who you talk to supposedly they have actually more participants than san Diego comic con really yeah it's, it's getting up there so uh, I think that's why you know San Diego Comic Con definitely wants to double down on their efforts to get the convention squared away with the expansion.
3: That's that's the other question I wanted to ask you is like there's always been that threat of Comic Con leaving the the city, you know, and like I know myself as a as a native San Diegan that that's going to be a big hit on the the city itself, the economy, and like right. you know, like tourism that brings so much money to San Diego itself now that we lost the Chargers it's kind of like what else do we what, what do we have left other than just the Padres you know so that's why like if we well, do lose right. Comic-Con that's gonna be a pretty uh deep cut to the city I feel no definitely but uh, I think comic Con's good until 2021 I believe
4: mm-hmm.
2: um but after that you know that's why they need to you know get that convention to get convention center squared away and speaking of the Chargers now that the Chargers have moved to L.A., um, they can get this expansion underway, you know? Yeah. So Good riddance! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even watch football anymore, you know? You do what?
3: I'm hard. only going to
2: watch uh, individual sports like tennis and MMA and, and boxing. So, But going back to, to, to comic book conventions, um,
3: you said you went to WonderCon? No, I haven't gone to okay. any. all the other... Um, Interesting com- convention I've been to is actually Anime Expo, <laughs> and that was you know that's probably like a couple of years back, and I, I I dabbed in you know a little anime. Even um, actually in the nineties, I actually worked in the anime department for Comic Con, okay. playing the videos. So I, I you know it was kind of it's kind of crazy you know the anime scene that's it's blown up to be its own beast to okay. even have its own. Convention. I mean, and now you got the gathering of cosplayers, which right. is cross of the Comic Con people and now the anime people. So for sure, that's a whole another world too.
2: Well, I guess before we, I, I was gonna sort of maybe do a little quick recap of some of the cons that happened okay. throughout the year. But it's it's funny you mentioned sort of like uh, the crossing of like the different genres <coughs> at a Comic Con. Um, there's a writer out there named Rob Sokowitz. He writes for Forbes, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he he was at a, a a panel one time I remember him talking about sort of like the differences you know I mentioned New York Comic Con earlier and San Diego Comic Con yeah well in San Diego Comic Con it seems like based on some of the the research that he's done that there's a lot of overlap yeah in the different types of genres and, and sort of things that are people that people are into at San Diego Comic Con versus New York Comic Con where it's like you go there for what you're into and that's it there's yeah there's no there's no there's no crossing of like the bridges for different genres so you know that's important because you know when you go to san Diego comic con i can i can go to like an anime comic uh, anime panel mm-hmm. and i can go to like a panel about jack kirby or i can go to a panel about uh you know uh, a quick draw panel which features uh sergio Argonnez and uh you know uh scott shaw you mm-hmm. know so all those different things that people are probably into which and the reason why that's important because you don't get exposed like say say in new york for example you don't get exposed to all these different things oh yeah and so you know you know if you go to a convention you go there for what you're into but at the same time you know there's a chance that you might get exposed to something that you know you may find interesting and it may lead you down another road yeah you know it's like it's like when we podcast and we talk to all, all these different artists you know all the artists aren't doing all the same thing Mm -hmm. You know, it's people who are into watercolors. There's people who are into vectors. There's people who are into 3D. You know, so if you just stick to one thing, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of other things. So I think that's one thing that sets San Diego Comic-Con apart from other ones. They're big. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of overlap, Mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, throughout the year, there's a bunch of cons that you could probably go to. I can only speak about some of the local ones because we kind of just, you know, hang out here in Southern California. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning of the year uh, the first con that we usually go to is one called San Diego Comic Fest Mm -hmm. Um, back in the day when San Diego Comic Con first started um, there was a uh, comic book retailer his name was Mike Towery
4: yeah he was like he
2: was like a teenager and he was one of the founders of Comic Con you know oh Oh, yeah yeah if if you can imagine you know you're a kid and you have the chutzpah to like ask a Jack Kirby to be your guest of honor at the first ever Comic Con you know this is back mm-hmm. in like the '70s, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, Mike Tari, um, he's one of the founders of San Diego Comic Con. He decided him and the few other people th- decided to they wanted to recapture that yeah the, the original spirit of San Diego Comic Con. So they started something called San Comic Fest. Yeah, um, when when is that? It's in February.
3: It's in Yeah, so okay.
2: it's it's pretty cool. It's it's low, small, and low key. Is it a convention too,
3: or is it? Another it's a con-
2: convention. Um, it's usually held at the Town and Country here in San Diego. Um, hmm. they had it, another place this year, but they're moving back to the Town and Country and and for next year. Yeah. But and and the next the theme for next year is going to be uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because it's hmm. going to be their 200th anniversary. Anniversary. Uh, this year it was about Jack Kirby, so uh, yeah, they had a whole slew of like, you know, different, uh, you know, guests like if you, if you grew up watching X-Men yeah, yeah they had like all the, a lot of people who worked on X-Men uh, animated series mm-hmm. they, they celebrated like the 25 year anniversary wow mm-hmm. yeah so 25 years of uh, you know Batman the animated series you yeah know? so they had a bunch of people that worked on Batman show up so mm-hmm. yeah it was just like you know we had a little sort of like preview night
4: yeah
2: and like you sit at the table and you see all you know all back and forth all these people that oh shit <clears throat> this guy worked on this yeah and so like you know this guy. This guy named Larry Houston sat on our table. He worked on. He's one of the producers for the X Men animated series. Oh yeah. And if you go to our YouTube channel, Jason just like, dude, Jason just like starts to talk to him, yeah. and I just happened to take video, and like it's like an hour, hour and a half conversation. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Jason can go on. Yeah, man. exactly. So that that was pretty cool, cause like Jason. So how you know he knew that uh, they're going to be talking about you know, the X-Men series. So he had brought like a, a script that he had got. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so he had Larry Houston sign it. So it was kind of cool because Larry Houston was looking through it and it's like, man, I haven't seen this in like X amount of years, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. So you have um, you have San Diego Comic Fest. Uh, the current chairman, his name is Matt Dunford. Yeah. He's been on our podcast a few times. He's a really interesting guy. Um, he sort of that billed, uh, billed as the youngest comic book historian. Jeez. Um, there's a person named Mark uh, Mark Evanier. Mm-hmm. Um if you can you know look him up uh, he worked with Jack Kirby back in the day yes. so he has some clout and he's really knowledgeable about comic book history uh, Mark Evanier. if you ever go to San Diego Comic Con he hosts a couple of panels it's the uh, the comic book voices panel mm-hmm. and then also the uh, the quick draw panel mm-hmm. so it's where like you know legends such as uh uh, Sergio Argones, yeah. uh, Scott Shaw, um, they sort of like take cues from the crowd and just draw whatever. Oh, wow. You know, so it's pretty cool. That is uh, dope. it's pretty dope, man. Um, so, and, and it's kind of cool because you have the cartoon voices and you have uh, Quick Draw. Oh, yeah. And so they're, they're like together, you know. Yeah. So if you if you want to take a break and see something pretty badass at the convention, you know, check out that panel. Those couple pounds right there, and it's sort of in a block. Mm-hmm. I think it's usually on Saturdays, so it's pretty cool. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of cool because uh, uh, every year it's just something different. You know, it's never always the same because it's so random. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, and fast forward, uh, obviously in the spring they have San Comic Con's sister convention, WonderCon. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, that's it, another big one. Yeah, it, it used to be up in the San Francisco in the Bay Area. But they've you know pretty much relocated to the Anaheim Convention mm-hmm. Center, uh, so it's pretty cool. If you can imagine, San Diego Comic Con is about we'll just say like one hundred seventy-five thousand people or so. Yeah. Uh, WonderCon, you know, if you want to compare and contrast, is about forty. Oh wow! So okay. yeah, it's still it's a good amount of know, people, it, but it's still, yeah, it's not too. It's it not it too sounds packed. a lot more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah than right. San Diego, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I was, uh, uh, you know at both of uh, both of the conventions or at, at most conventions they have a, a what they call a talk back panel at the end of the convention you start talking back like no mom yeah. I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah well anyway it's for 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 congoers to sort of Give their grievances or, or really, or, or, or talk about yeah. stuff to you know the, the powers that be. You know, so well, what
0: were some of the the top things that you remember? Well, heard? you know,
2: obviously, like, well, if you want to compare and contrast, you know, be- between WonderCon and San Diego Comic Con, uh, there's a lot of people that used to go to like San Diego Comic Con back in the day.
0: But they're now they're griping about how it is now. Yeah, yeah like me, and you know. and, they, <laughs> and, 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 they,
2: and they enjoy going to WonderCon because it reminds them yeah. of how it used to be. Yeah,
0: you know. That's. I mean, I think that goes with a lot of like genres. Like, oh man, this is how uh, rock music used to be like this. You know, that's how Evan and I are. Man, we yeah. we were going to uh, comic cons in the mid nineties, sneaking in. You know, like we'd pass each other. You would walk oh. in with somebody's pass. Uh-huh. If somebody was walking out, hey, are you leaving? You're done. They <laughs> yeah. would give us the pass. Evan would walk in, throw the pass out on the ground. Put it over terms. my my uh. neck and my shoulders <laughs> and then I'd walk in with it. And then right. we used to go there and we used to yeah. break. We used to yeah. break dance. Well, that was
3: a fun thing too. Yeah.
0: In, in San Diego Comic Con. Really? They had DJs cool. at a booth. Oh, okay. Or just just
3: meeting Cause, other people. Because you know? it was yeah. like if you could imagine
0: Comic Con not being so crowded uh-huh. you know that's how it was in the in mid-90s, and you were there,
2: yeah.
0: and Jinko, Jinko Jeans, uh, <laughs> do you remember Jinko Jeans, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Booth. The big bath, uh, big baggy uh, jeans. They had a booth at all the Comic-Cons, yep. and they would uh, play music, and they would give us, uh, what would they give us for dancing in front of the booth? I don't know. Because it, it brought
3: a lot of people over to
0: the booth. I just wanted to games. get
3: out there and dance. Yeah, yeah. he just wanted to dance, just but just they gave us some free stuff. Represent. But man, like,
0: I could understand why people were like, man, it used to be so good because I
3: I guess it's turned into like a Hollywood show in a way. It's funny because, you know, the thing is, there was more room because back then, you know, whoever went to Comic Con, you know, it's, you know, we were still labeled as geeks. Mm-hmm. And now, now you know, coming to present time, that Comic Con is not like it's Disneyland. for everybody, it's for Disneyland. everybody, just like blacks are the world. the guys that used to get you know Beaks call the us. comic <laughs> book people geeks. They're, they're going to Comic Con now, bringing their kids, yeah. They're, yeah, acting, that's exactly, they're acting that's exactly. like they've been there like forever. Yeah. Is,
0: when I see like families bring their kids. Like it's good, you're exposing your kids to fun stuff, but they're only there to take their kids there for the fun stuff. Uh-huh. It's like it's not like they're trying to teach your kids about comic. So they're right. like, hey, uh, you want to go to Disneyland? It's right here at the fucking Comic Con.
3: It's like I'm kick your fucking kid in the head. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, as a kid, like, Sorry, but yeah. I, I've seen the changes, and because I was one, of, I was one of those kids that get dropped off with his friends at five in the morning to wait in line to be the first ones in, get their tickets, and just. You know mob the floor while no you know the big crowns are you know get there and it's it's amazing man that the changes that the comic-con has been through and but yeah.
0: hey look at it this way San Diego is making a shitload of tourism money on Comic Con, so that's why. Thank you, people from around the world, coming here. Yeah, that's <sighs> why we
2: were talking about like
0: stimulate our economy, like Evan stimulates, ladies. Oh yeah, <laughs> with, <laughs> his, yeah. with his with
3: kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> Kine- <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay i have a, a personal question you know as far as personal
4: like, hey man i don't know you that well <laughs>
2: no, no, no. i'm not
0: i'm not am not a medical doctor so <laughs> i can't i can't tell you what's wrong no, man, just a comic-con <laughs>
3: experience or any type of experience like, like you know has there ever been a time that you you know met a, like a celebrity at comic-con or an artist that you totally geeked out on you're like
4: oh like <sighs> sure. almost
2: speechless um, I think one year it might have been like 2006 or something like that uh, Rosario Dawson was there Oh, she was uh, I guess she had a comic book that oh, just came out yeah. with Image Comics and uh, yeah I met her and I was like that's probably like my that's like one person that I, I, I'm like totally like ooh
3: Rosario Dawson right. <laughs>
2: she's hot yeah. and she's a good actor and yeah,
4: exactly. now she's Nurse Claire yeah Nurse Claire yeah. <laughs>
3: now, you know I was tripping because I don't know about like maybe two years ago like you ever see the those guys in the the ninja turtle costumes? They they look like from the ninja turtle movies, like the original like the, the
0: original the original looking, you know, the actual
3: the actual, you know, from the was They're it not the CGI. 90s? The yeah, <laughs> the, the old 90s like um ninja turtles go, go Ninja, go ninja go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude I, oh, yeah, dude, I tripped out because I saw them cuz you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to did, did you know like ninja turtles they they even had like a rock concert? <laughs> like when I was a kid, I was like, they 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 had like a tour, like it was like Justin Bieber where Ninja Turtles dress up on oh, the. Just to segue into Ninja Turtles,
2: oh. um, I don't know if you're familiar with IDW. IDW. They're they're a comic book company here in San Diego. Okay. But they have a comic uh, book gallery here at Liberty Station, uh-huh. and uh, Kevin Eastman has an office there. Oh,
4: what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go check Dude, it out. Dude, talked the about OG.
2: that last time you guys were. Uh, on. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh man, that, I'm a big Ninja Turtle geek, yeah. and that's why when I when i got to meet one of the original you know guys that were in the suit for the movies I, I was really tripping out because like it's kind of like my my i met my childhood dream of going to that concert that i never went to Yeah, like it, i got to meet the suit it, it, it's usually locked but um last time i was there uh the guy
2: that works runs the place name is uh, tj Shevlin. Mm-hmm. he let us in so
3: thanks hey. to tj <laughs> oh, i cool. didn't know like uh eastwood was down here yeah He's a local.
2: He, he's cool with he's cool with the IDW. He he, they sort of like collaborate on stuff. <clears throat> that,
3: that that brings me to another question about you know like Jim Lee. You yeah. know because like back in the day he was like like hometown hero. You know and like I know now he's the head of DC. Right. Yep, in DC. So Does that mean he doesn't live down here in San Diego no. anymore? No. They moved up, to L.A. Dude, they're they're, they're up in know, Burbank I'm, now. Burbank, They, like? they know, were in, in San Diego. Yeah.
2: Jen, up going. in La Jolla
0: Jeff Martinez was still living
2: here yeah, actually when we went to go interview Jeff
3: yeah we went to Burbank dang man Yeah. Is that, I mean I remember I remember was a kid that was a big deal like oh Jim Lee lives here man uh-huh. that's a in Scripps Ranch I'm like <laughs> that's why I'm like you know Comic Con is like the you know the, for me it's the true Comic Con you know
2: uh, my friend Teddy has a pretty cool story about Jim Lee is it uh, a good one Teddy, Teddy Manessas I don't know really? if you know Teddy
0: um Maybe I saw his face. maybe.
2: Yeah. it's funny when he says it. I I can't yeah. do the story justice, but mm. the, the 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 main point is is like it was probably like in the nineties, uh, like Ted Teddy was like getting a drink somewhere, right? Mm. And uh, it's like in the bin, there's one Coke left. He, he grabs the Coke, but Jim Lee was about to get it too, you know. Mm. But I don't I don't think Teddy really knew who Jim Lee was, or maybe didn't know what he looked like. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> sounds like a coke commercial yeah yeah. (laughs) teddy takes the last coke you know or Mm. pepsi or whatever it was and so okay and then the guy like says something or maybe he doesn't say anything but i forgot i forgot how teddy said it but anyway teddy goes to like get his autograph get jimmy's autograph you know and then i think jimmy says some off-the-cuff remark about ted like you know, being oh this guy took the last coke or something like that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that was kind of funny
3: <laughs> Ooh, that was, was, the, was that a separate event like you know he did the coke thing and this was later yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah it was like, like the years later event. no or? no no it's same same event okay yeah, i was yeah. like i was wondering if this was years later and you remember oh that's the like, dude that stole the last coke <laughs> mm. you're not getting a sign for me
2: yeah it's you know it's funny how this time flies because uh you know, obviously, Image Comics and yeah, uh, you know, they yeah. had, it had Image and uh, all the other imprints, uh, Top Cow, Wild Storm, yeah. Extreme Studios. Um, speaking about conventions, we were at Long Beach Comic Con recently yeah. and uh, we went to the 25 year anniversary of Top Cow or, or for oh, Extreme yeah. Studios. Extreme Studios was with uh, Rob Liefeld, yeah. Cool. Um, and they had uh, in that panel, they had Norm Ratmond, uh-huh. uh, they had Todd Nock, uh, uh Shannon. Eric, I forgot the last or Denton Shannon Eric Denton and uh, Matt Hawkins Matt mm-hmm. Hawkins just recently celebrated their birthday, but uh, it was kind of when you get these guys together they're just like freaking hilarious, especially Todd Nock because he's just funny uh, you know right off the bat. But uh, these guys worked like at uh, back in the day at at Extreme Studios and like it was pretty interesting hearing their stories because they were working like in a corporate building but. Mm. They're making all this money at the time, so you got these nerds coming up the elevator. And they're dressed in like t-shirts and like jeans, and they're driving expensive sports cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny just hearing them recount, you know, back back in the days. And uh, so, yeah, and and these guys are like pioneers, and now they just they're still doing their thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Matt Hawkins just recently celebrated a birthday, and he's he was like sort of like the I guess sort of like uh, J- uh, uh, Rob lifefields sort of right hand man. Like he ran like operations and all, and all that stuff. And um, so it's kind of funny because Norm Ratman was saying, "Yeah, each time you came around, we would you know just keep to ourselves because you were the enemy, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he was he was like this, he was like the suit, you know?" Oh, okay. so, yeah, it, it was pretty interesting, you know, just hearing them just just rap back and forth about stories, but. Uh, Matt Hawkins now runs uh, Top Cow Comics. Top Cow Comics is uh, Mark Silvestri's imprint. Okay. So um, that's still, you know.
3: Shadowhawk, right? Mark
2: Sha- yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. There you go. You say Shadow Shadowcock? Hawk?
3: Shadow yeah. <laughs> No, when you, you, know, in the 90s when Image was, they were rock stars. Oh, when God, yeah. Like, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean. oh, well, it was, I know it's it's funny because uh, Matt Hawkins said, you know, yeah. uh, speaking to, to that, it's like they weren't worried about what Marvel Comics and uh, DC were doing mm. like obviously when, <clears throat> back in the day when Matt Hawkins was with uh, extreme studios they were worried about what Jim Lee was doing because <laughs> oh. you know even though they're still you know all under image
3: yeah. you know they're still sort of I guess still competing with each other what? I mean weren't they all in Marvel at uh, time too like well, Sebastian didn't he do like Wolverine for a second well they were all like yeah one when
2: once they it was like Mars Silvestri mm-hmm. uh, you know Rob Weifeld, Jim Lee uh,
3: who did? Who did uh, what's it called? Jim Valentino. Savage Dragon. Who's, who's that oh, dude
2: again? Oh, that's uh, what was his name?
3: Ah, nah, I, I just remember oh, that Image quick. crew man. That, yeah. that was
2: big. But, but yeah, they all decided to go, you know, together. Yeah, they were all Image, but they all had their own different imprints. Yeah, you know. So, uh, um, Eric Larson. Yeah, Eric Larson. Eric Larson. There you go. Uh, and also. Oh. Uh, uh, Filipino guy, yeah, Will yeah, Will Sparcasio, yeah. Oh, I was, was, gonna, I was gonna ask yeah.
3: you, like, what you know, because since you're in the know, like lately, like, what happened to him? You know, I, you know, I don't know his, his specific story, but uh, you know, he's still,
2: you know, making comic books. That's that's good and, for him, and he's man. He's, he's, he's sort of uh, galvanizing the Filipino community now. Oh, really? But, yeah. He he spent some time in the Philippines. Yeah. And oh, wow. he, there's a there's a big Filipino movement out there, you know, in regards to comic books, and he's sort of like the you know, the guy leading the charge for Filipino talent. Is he... where? Where is he at now? He's, he, he's here in San Diego. Temecula. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That so he was actually uh, in a panel at Long Beach Comic Con okay. with uh, the creator of uh, Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Th- which I didn't know was Filipino. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I think his name was... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I remember
0: that. How come Johnny was spelled J-H-O-N-N-Y? <laughs> There's just so much... Bravo.
3: To, you, yeah. know, well, like, you know, like, little things like that. You know, like... You know, sorry to go off topic, but, you know, like um, Star- Starship Troopers. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Like, who Rico's it, supposed to be Filipino, man. He's supposed to be Filipino, yeah. It's just funny how, like, you know, our culture's in there, but then it just doesn't get out there, you know, and it's kind of getting covered. But it, it's just interesting, you know, like, uh, you know, not to be all brown pride and it all, but, you know, it, it's cool to hear that you know, we sh- we're out there, but we're just, you know, behind the scenes you- still. Do you remember when I tagged you in a
0: photo from the Philippines and it was a comic book shop? And I'm like, "Hey, I thought you might be interested oh, in this." Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. This was an ilo ilo. Uh huh. Um, this was uh, a separate time from when I went with Evan. Evan was with me in the same area, but only about a year and a half later, they had redeveloped the whole area that we were in, and there was a comic book shop in this new new strip mall area, and it's like very nice. And I was like, well, "What the? F- well wow." With all these coffee shops are sitting in the coffee shop. My wife and I are sitting in the coffee shop. I'm like, hey, look at that. They have a comic book shop over here in like some rural-ass place in the Philippines. It's like the city part, but it's still developing. And we went in there and I was like, dude, I'm going like, to take a picture real quick and send it to Aaron or tag Aaron in it. And I was like, wow, they have like – and I went in and I was like, dude. And I tried to buy some stuff and then they are like, oh, uh, they only took cash at the time. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll come back because I only have my card <laughs> on me. But there was a lot of stuff in there, and they they were up to date on their shit. I was like, wow, this is pretty nice to see out here. Like,
2: in the yeah, of there's children. so much stuff. It's hard to you know keep up with everything. You just got to pick your battles and you yeah, know, yeah. You know, I'm I'm like, you know, back in the day, you, you used to collect stuff. Yeah. You know, and but these days I'm more about. I mean, art. Before the show, I was talking about omnibuses. Mm. Yeah, I'm more about omnibuses and trade paperbacks even i more about bang bus <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: dirty money nah, I'm about the how'd you hear about the fiesta <laughs> no. tell me about the omnibus what
2: is that well edition. omnibus is just pretty much a hardcover edition of a collection of comic books okay okay you know so
3: and um, Ooh, sorry like anything that we wouldn't know or oh no
2: it's just whatever you know whatever the publishing company wants to put together okay you know, it could be like a few issues you know like 1 through 20 or whatever oh yeah.
3: or is it kind of like you know how like they uh you know like those marvel civil war They instead of like yeah, yeah, the, exactly. the individual exactly. yeah. comic book they put it in one like one book right, like right, right, a series right. of exactly, books exactly okay okay
2: yeah. or you can do trade paperbacks which is like you know the first four issues or first whatever issues you know I just I'm impatient like that because I can't wait I hate, I hate waiting for like you know that's why that's why I don't collect monthly issues anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know I'll I'll just do trade bags or I'll I'll read some stuff digitally on Comicsology or something yeah. like that. Um, just because I, I can't wait. Yeah,
3: are, are you up to date? Uh, no, like you know with anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean like you know, say like what's going on in the Marvel world and comic. Um, world right now. You well, know? I know the biggest thing in Marvel right now is Captain America being part of Hydra. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: but so but, I know but, that. but but I think he's. I don't know. I, I saw something where maybe he's. Hell
4: Hydra. Hell, Hydra.
3: <laughs> that, that's that, that's what's interesting. Like you know, since Civil War is like you know, it's changed a lot of stuff. You know, I was, I never, I didn't get to read the whole thing, but I just that was a big deal. Mm. Heroes against heroes, villains. Um, lining up with heroes on both sides and that's a, you know, a big deal. It's like, you know, like in the 80s, Secret Wars was the big deal. Again, all right, the heroes yeah, yeah. and like yeah. the, all those crossovers and that's kind of cool how that, you know, they're you know, keeping... You know,
2: one thing I... You know, I love comic books but at the same time I hate comic books just because you can... Like, I remember back in like the 90s you had the whole Onslaught thing during, oh, yeah, during yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And after that whole... Thing I kind of got turned off. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and I stopped reading comic
3: books. You know? No, I think I stopped after Infinity Ward for a bit. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it's like you're sort of at the whim of like whoever's there at the time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can do whatever they want sometimes, and just like what the what the hell? I mean, like DC, like they've sort of rebooted a few times with their their New Fifty Two and the Rebirth and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. you, know, <coughs> I, I, you know, I you know. Of course, with com, we're, we're sort of more into, like, the independent creators. So, yeah, um, after coming back from comic books and, like, you know, doing the blog, that sort of, like, jump-started my interest in comic books again. Yeah. So, obviously, our emphasis is on independent creators. Uh, people like Keith and Jones and Stephon Frank, mm-hmm. uh, David Pippo, you know, with, their, with Spencer and Locke. Um, you know, some of the smaller publishers, like Action, Action Lab Comics... Um, there's, there's a, a person by the name of Sebastian Jones he does Stranger Comics Yeah. Um, they have a uh, oh you know I forgot to bring the, the poster and the I Niobe for, print yeah, it's yeah, all good yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a poster for Art uh, Niobe um, yeah. and so uh, they're doing well they they had a relaunch of sort of like a Vampire Hunter D and they have a whole slew of like fantasy yeah. titles they're, they're building their own universe by their own rules yeah. so we we love that we love yeah. celebrating you know people who are you know doing their own thing um so um i'm only slow, slowly getting back into like the the, the main two Marvel and, and dc mm-hmm. um one title that i sort of started reading was the new vision title oh wow it's, oh, it's yeah. really like dark really yeah it's not the vision that you grew up with
3: yeah, I mean, the, the big old like <coughs> 70s like colors <laughs> like the staying alive color oh. yellow
2: and green yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like um my a uh, person who's been on on the podcast too uh, speaking of independent com- independent comic book creators yeah his name is uh, Jason Inman and mm-hmm. his wife Victoria Robinson they have an awesome podcast called uh, Geek History Lesson yeah so they sort of each each uh, podcast episode they they delve into like a, a character say Nightwing. Yeah. They, go, they go into like different uh, issues throughout the years uh, like the Tencent Origin or like you know uh, recommended readings and all that stuff yeah. so uh, Jason's a big fan of Nightwing and I kind of and then his his sort of like uh, recounting of uh, what you should you know look into Nightwing what what, what you should read uh, kind of got me thinking. oh wow yeah so it sort of got me interested in Nightwing yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm you know I, I bought a few Nightwing, like, trade paperbacks of, uh, you know, the old ones and, and some of the, the more newer ones, like the rebirth one. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Nightwing's a pretty interesting character. Like, uh, uh, I, I find him pretty interesting. Like, he was Batman for a little bit after, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. he had a little
3: takeover for a second. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Dick Grayson's a pretty cool character. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm slowly, get, slowly getting back into the big two, but, uh, of course, our bread and butter
3: at, at Hall H will always be independent creators dang No. okay back to Comic Con yeah if there is one thing you could get rid of out of Comic Con like I don't know I'm just gonna throw it out there say let's get rid of anime or something uh-huh. or if that's one question what would you want to add to Comic Con like what genre would you you're like oh maybe we need to add this to Comic Con is there anything that you would add and one thing you would want to take out all right, everything's welcome.
2: Uh, you know, everything's welcome. You know, I'm not one to like, you know, it's, it's whatever whatever the 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 powers that be decide they want to promote, but my only thing is that you give credit where credit's due. Yeah. You know, uh, people think that, you know, Stan Lee is the only person that ever created all these characters. Jack, like Jack Kirby goes But under the Jack, you got to give that. you have to give Jack Kirby credit. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're all
4: about. Yeah.
3: No, that's that's what we need people like you because then people are, like I said, forgetting about what Comic-Con was all about originally and, mm-hmm. and it's about the artists. It's not about the, the, you know, Pokemon that's like there or the video games that's there. It's No, no, you know, it, it is
2: about that. But at the same time, you can't forget about the people that created some of the stuff that you're oh, watching. Yeah. Okay, You know, like uh, there's a good documentary out there called uh, Batman and Bill. Okay. Uh, you know, people who, who, who know Batman might think it's only Bob Kane. Uh-huh. That's like the sole creator. Yeah. You know, you, know, you take the, the whole Stanley and Jack Kirby thing, it's the same thing with Batman. Yeah. You know, there's a person named Bill Finger. Bill Finger is like the, he's trying to get all the credit now because there was a movement out there to get him credit. You know they have to go through like hoops to get this guy coming. really, yeah. yeah. So I, I encourage your, your viewers to check out uh, What's the his documentary. Contribution?
3: I, I'm, I'm not familiar. Well, he, he's with
2: Bill Bill Finger. He's yeah. like like uh, you just have to watch. You just have to watch the documentary okay. because I I can't do it justice. But and and so like the
3: man behind the man. Well, pretty view. much. I mean, it's, it's
2: like Bill Finger gave all these ideas to Bob Kane, and Bob Kane sort of repurposed them uh. and took the credit. Oh, okay. you know like uh you know there's a whole bunch of characters that that Bill finger came up with and, and Bob Kane took credit for
3: dang man that's the crazy <laughs> yeah. that's crazy man and, and and back in the day it was it,
2: i guess it was common practice for like people like Bob Kane to like farm out work like contract work or something yeah, like that yeah, to yeah. other people, really? and they would take credit for a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. but there was a movement out there to get Bill finger credit and now if, if you watch the movies now like uh you know the recent uh, Batman versus Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Bill Finger's name is on there now.
3: Oh wow, what? Like that's what. That's good. That's co-creator. Mm. Is he?
2: Is he still around? No, he, he passed away. Oh man. But see, that's the thing though. That's the rub. If you watch the documentary, Bill Kane, like, he's the man, right? Yeah. Bill Finger died in obscurity, you know, alone. Oh, that
3: sucks, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it happens yeah. though. Like the the guy that you know created stuff and doesn't get known for it. Right. Goes I should have named the documentary
4: Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I guess going back to conventions, um, obviously there's San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the big kahuna. Um, and then one uh, one convention that I enjoy going to, I uh, two uh, there's two. Um, all right, well, there's three. We just went to Long Beach Comic-Con, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's a really small Comic-Con. Um, if, if you can imagine, like, I don't know if I said earlier that... Let's say, for instance, San Diego Comic Con is about one hundred seventy-five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, long Beach is my maybe twenty to thirty. Oh, that sounds fun more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, where is it held at? It's long, Beach? Long, Beach. long Beach. It's oh, something well, Long Beach nice, Convention Center. Oh, okay. That's a yeah. nice. That's a nice convention. Yeah, it's, center it's pretty cool. Uh, it's really intimate. You know, you, you get uh, you can talk to to the artists or the exhibitors pretty much as long as you want. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, huh, okay. and, and oh, um, I mentioned uh, Leonard Sultana earlier, Englishman in San Diego. Yeah. Well, I. I you know he asked me to be his roving reporter because uh, he's, he's obviously based in the UK mm-hmm. oh, wow. so on his YouTube channel or a YouTube show every Sunday um, you know sometimes you do these uh, roving reports at different conventions uh, sort of keep everybody connected you know so he asked me if I wanted to do like a report uh, at Long Beach convention I said yeah cool no problem so um, you know I don't mind talking but at the same time there's a whole slew of guests out there that uh, I, I thought would be good for his audience um, a name that I mentioned earlier, Stefan Frank, yeah. the creator of Silver. Mm. Uh, he was on our podcast. I kind of thought he'd be cool to introduce to, to Leonard's audience. Um, Todd Nak. Uh, Todd Nock has done a lot of work uh, with Deadpool and Spider Man. So, and he's just freaking hilarious, you know. And and um, uh, I wear a bunch of T shirts, uh, and I support this company called T No Evil. T-No-Evil. T-No-Evil. Like C-No-Evil. Like uh, t t exactly. T-No-Evil. But with a T, you know. So basically, they, they take a lot of pop culture references. Like uh, <laughs> uh, one of the shirts that I wear, and I get a lot of like, ooh, where'd you get that? Yeah. Uh, it's, they they matched up uh, One Punch Man, uh, Attack on Titan. And Mike Tyson's Punch Out! On really? Show. Yeah.
0: So, can you describe the design of
2: that uh, one? Pretty much, it's just like. Uh, Does it, it
0: look like Little Mac punching?
2: Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's Saitama is he's the protagonist in One Punch Man. He mm-hmm. he, he's, he looks like Mac. Yeah. And 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 so the one of the Titans is like, uh, you know, is he, Little Mac is punching the Titan. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Kind
0: of kind of in the same setting, how it would look on the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ah. Yeah.
4: It's pretty cool. These.
0: These witty people with
4: their t-shirt designs. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Um, and I had wanted to, uh, there, there was another guest that I wanted to get on that on that uh, YouTube live show. Um, it seems, one thing that I've noticed that there's a big movement of like NASA and all these like space exploration mm. uh, panels and exhibits. Uh, Wait, at cons? At cons, yeah. They're, st- they're starting to cross that bridge between science and science fiction. Okay, uh, so I, I noticed it that uh, the Silicon Valley Convention up in uh, San Jose, mm. uh, Silicon Valley Convention was started by Steve Wozniak, one of the co-creators oh, yeah. of, of, of Apple. Apple right. Yeah, so um, he invited a bunch of NASA people. Um, so it, it was pretty cool because, uh, yeah, NASA and, and a lot of space exploration uh, type. Uh, companies are starting to make their presence known at, at a lot of conventions uh-huh. um I, I was talking to, oh it's funny i was talking earlier today about uh neil degrasse tyson yeah
4: yeah yeah mm.
2: he his cosmos uh panel um uh, i went to i think back in back in 2013 or 2014 was really interesting because you had brandon braga uh man braga is he's uh the producer of the, uh, uh, the Star Trek next Generation show mm-hmm. and he was uh, the producer of uh, the Cosmos show that Milildegrason Mildegrass Tyson, Tyson was a part of and uh, if you were watched uh who who's this guy Mr Right Ro had just <laughs> walked <laughs> and he just woke up dude.
0: walking in here looking all tired did you want to jump in on this or what okay. it's all it's all pop culture man I don't know yeah. you're, uh, right. be into it dude. this guy Right uh yeah. just walked in. <laughs> to the podcast and it looks like he uh, just slumbered for like fucking with the bears and hibernation and shit <laughs> so, oh, uh,
2: yeah, um, so yeah there's like a big movement out there to sort of uh, combine science and science fiction So uh,
0: that's crazy that NASA would go into a, a, a comic con um, but then I guess like people that's an interest that piques the interest of a lot of people that are into that stuff I mean Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah um, I, I, I used to see a lot of stuff on him on like different YouTube channels, like people would repost and I was like, oh, I don't want to pay attention to that stuff. I never watched it. But once he got onto the Joe Rogan podcast, oh, yeah. I was like, fuck, uh, this guy's fucking amazing, dude. Huh. He's like, oh damn. And another thing about him on the Joe Rogan podcast, that like, he used to wrestle in college Yeah, and then we're going back about his wrestling days and then it's crazy because <laughs> I think they had Joe Rogan put him in like a weird naked choke and all that because <laughs> he has a you know a wrestling background and he right. was just like going back and forth with uh, another one of Joe Rogan's guests I think at the time about like how it works to put people to sleep. Uh-huh. But yeah, Neil DeGrasse Tyson, man, uh, you know it, their whole thing. There's a lot of things going on with, with conspiracy theorists and flat earth believers <laughs> nowadays dude so, even
2: even like shaq and like uh kyrie irving dude like. <laughs> i think it was like
0: just like a pop uh, like a publicity stunt for those guys was it okay dude it has to be how the fuck do you believe the, the, the earth is flat you know you hear this all, all the time on like from eddie bravo joe, joe rogan's <laughs> podcast Jeez. and all that but it's just crazy dude like why would you believe they're flat uh, there was a, a flat earth but anyways let's go back to pop culture
2: yeah <laughs> uh, Let's see What was I talking about uh, Neil Grass Tyson and the, the, You know
0: People sh- uh, Other things that are The Comic Cons Recently
2: Oh yeah Um. So um, The next Couple of conventions Besides Long Beach Comic Con The next one for us Is going to be uh, Stanley's Lee's uh, Kamikaze yeah. Or is actually Is that
0: in Vegas? Is that not No no LA LA Oh, okay. yeah.
2: oh god dude, But, so but many LA convention center yeah, yeah Actually it's not called Kamikaze anymore It's called mm-hmm. LA Comic Con So uh,
3: Yeah oh, It's cool to see that we used to try to sell some tickets on Groupon whatever <laughs> that stuff, dude.
2: So that, that'll be the next convention for us. It takes place uh, usually around uh, Halloween weekend. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's about, you know, maybe 50,000 people, 60,000 people. Yeah. So it's a good uh,
3: three-day event. Do they? Okay. I know you guys do all the Artist Alley people, but are you guys supporters of the, you know, when you go upstairs, they got the people like signing autographs. I used to be the kid from... The Goonies. Leave it Beaver. Leave it the <laughs> Beaver. Or I used to be uh, the guy who was in the R2-D2 suit. Or like I'm Chewbacca. Like like the ones that are trying to still get their little little bit of fame from back in the day. You know, you
2: know I'm cool with that. But uh, obviously you need to sort of pick your battles when you're at a convention. Because there's only a certain amount of time you have there. Yeah. Um, so we choose to, obviously... You know, concentrate on, on the creatives and the artists and illustrators and writers. Um, you know, people like uh, Brandon Easton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's currently writing for Mask for IDW. Um, he's done. Uh, he's written a couple of shows for. Remember the show Agent Carter? Oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's written for that show. Okay. So you know, people like that. That's the pe- people that like pe- type of people that we want to talk to. Yeah. Uh, you know. You, don't want you know, to talk we, to we, Buck
3: Rogers, bro. Oh,
2: with the Gil Gil Gerard, Gil <laughs> Gerard is that his name? Um, <laughs> you know,
3: it, it got, it's kind of you know, I, I feel bad, you know, because yeah. like they're like so out of like out of the current pop culture, like the new generation don't even know who they are, and yeah. no one's lining up. But you were like,
4: dude, that's the dude from Buck Rogers, you know, I, man. I, I, hear, I hear
3: you. you know, every once in a while, I'll I'll
2: i think about, I'll, I'll I'll give a second thought to should I talk to Lou Frenu or not,
3: you know. But. Cause you, because you know okay see that the other um obscure thing of comic-con you had the the playboy models that would you know sit up their table and people would sign oh yeah i remember, you know, I remember I mean, what used to be at conventions yeah you know, um, and, yeah. You know what? and you know what you know i've not gone on the comic-con the last like you know, like five years i haven't seen that which is kind of crazy i'm like wow. Oh. and like in the late 90s that was like a staple like Oh, you got that car model up in there, or like you got that <laughs> yeah. Playboy model? I'm like, whoa, well, you know, like it's kind of like the I don't know, the culture of Comic Con is like changed. Well, I guess because it's it's changed to more family friendly atmosphere that you don't get like those uh, those type of crowd coming through anymore but you then, then
0: you still get the the cosplay players that are dressed in skimpy right yeah, yeah. Just, I guess that's the, the new, so, new. So is, that no. family, is that family safe you know. <laughs> no. that's part of it though I like the hot chicks yeah. dressing up as Princess Leia <laughs> sure. everybody wants to be Slave Leia dude yeah
3: I think that's what it's changed into now you know but it's kind of that's what I was saying like like it's open to everyone you know and you, you know can, yeah there's there's always something for everybody at, at a convention for sure uh, because like, I remember seeing, like, what was it, Henry Rollins? Wasn't he part of doing something? I remember either doing a comic or something. Or I was like, whoa, you just get so much random people up in the Comic-Con that you're like, whoa, whoa. You know,
2: it'd be kind of cool to get somebody that uh, actually first got me into Comic-Con. His name is uh-huh. Salim Crawford. Uh-huh. I went to high school with him, but he was an inker for Image Comics. But he got me into my first Comic-Con by, like by I think, 1995. Mm-hmm. But he has stories. He, I'm sure he has stories of like the after parties back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sure, dude. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, that's another thing too. Is the masquerade ball still it's, big? It's Cause still I mean, there? You know, I remember when I was a kid. That was like the, that was the the party night. You go check out the masquerade ball. You get the free food. Yeah. And we would go there like looking for you know because they had a DJ there, so we try yeah. like even though it's like playing corny ass music, we still try to break just right. to like get out there and break.
4: You know, oh, before
2: like,
3: forget. Uh, Talking about Stanley's Comic Con up in LA. Oh
2: yeah, uh, one thing that I like about that is they have this like little, little stage there. Uh-huh. I think last year it was sponsored by Hot Topic, but it's like their main stage. Yeah. So it's like, if if you can get a good spot, you stay there for a couple of hours, you get some pretty good footage. Uh, I remember one year we had like uh, Game of Thrones. We had like, uh, you know, DMC from Run DMC. Who's, oh wow. Yeah, he was promoting his comic book. Yeah. Uh, you had like uh, Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee. Um, you know, uh, all those guys come up and talk for at their panel for like you know an hour or thirty minutes, or whatever, yeah. and then you have like the Flash, people from Flash, yeah. the TV show, come up. So, and the last year was pretty cool because we had uh, uh, the guy that plays Luke Cage. Oh yeah, up yeah, up there yeah, yeah. With, with Stan Lee, Michael Coulter oh, Yeah, dude. Michael Coulter Yeah. You can see me uh, on one of the pictures that they posted. Oh, really? But but I'm like I'm like taking a picture at the time they take the picture, so it's, it's like a picture this, of a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a so,
0: yes. picture inside
2: of another picture. Inception. <laughs> <of the project. laughs> oh, I thought it was an erection. Uh, <laughs> on this podcast, I guess. Man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool, and um, it's it's pretty. You know, com- uh, Stanley's Comic Con is still kind of like an intimate event. Yeah, mm. it's not too big
3: yet, but. Uh, yeah, knows, it, it probably will get eventually. Just maybe, give us more time yeah. to get some traction. I mean, yeah, it's it's well, it's only the traction's there. But, you know, <laughs> it's just like right now, it's it's pale in comparison to the San Diego one. So well, it's hard. Knows. It's
2: hard to duplicate what San Diego has. Yeah, even in New York, you know, I hear people's yeah. like reports of how of how, of how New York is, and it's like I think at at some points in time they're trying to duplicate the out of convention experience. Yeah, you know how Gaslamp is. Yeah. But I
3: think that's the big thing about mm. San Diego is because we, it's not just Comic-Con itself. It's like you're on vacation for everything around San Diego now. Like, because you have it's right there in downtown. So mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have to just go stick at the con. You can get out, cruise downtown, get some food, check out other stuff. And, you know, Seaport Village is just, it's a great, it's it's a great vacation. You know it's I mean? in the middle of the
0: summer. It was it, in the beginning of the summer. It's a yeah. huge
3: huge disneyland basically disneyland Disneyland. Disneyland. (laughs) on the (laughs) road yeah but that's what i think what attracts um (laughs) people to san diego comic con because like if you go to anaheim what else is around the anaheim convention center bullshit nothing or like the real
2: disneyland i mean (laughs)
3: la convention there's well, Well, well at least at least with
2: anaheim there's stuff to do yeah you know la convention downtown near the staples center yeah. it's like man,
4: there's
3: not really much to do down there yeah i think they get that little they try to have a little like a little bit of a bar scene like the sports center area whatever no and in terms but of it's like it's like it's all pales compared to like Fox. for me maybe i'm just being biased because well, if you're you know from san diego <clears> i've <throat> been going for years but then yeah. it's just such a great vibe and like coming sure. to san diego and it's
2: like it's like i tell people all the time if, if i didn't get tickets for san diego comic-con I would have just done a, a
3: podcast at the Starbucks at the Hilton Bayfront. Oh yeah, that was your plan. That, that, was, was, my, that was your plan. That's my backup that's plan. plan. But that's the dopest thing about the San Diego Comic Con. like you don't even need to have a pass to have a good time. At Comic Con, walk around downtown. There's so much radical. cool stuff, yeah. man.
2: So. And there's a lot of offset stuff that they put together down down there that, mm. that people can attend for free.
3: it's like the what's that that one year or the, the Tron arcade? Um, oh, uh, Tron that was Brady Cole cool. show. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, um, hey, Flint's, baby. Flint's arcade, <laughs> Flint's arcade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just kind of cool. Like how Comic Con like, just lights up in, like downtown San Diego. It, it's not contained to the convention itself. Like the local businesses, the empty buildings, they're they're doing something that has to do with Comic Con, and it's even open to the public, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Like the, the ballpark turns into Zombie Land for. You know, Walking Dead, you know, I got to do that, and that's real cool. And just like the whole city participates in it. It's not contained just the building itself. I think Comic Con's more important in San Diego than the Chargers were. Yeah.
0: I love my Chargers. I'm a a little biased,
3: but. but, uh, The the Chargers
0: were like football fans only. Comic Con is like just transcends anything, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like you've got everything from TV shows, your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies comic movie adaptations you've got people coming from all around the world for that people yeah. who come around all the, all the way around you know that's the world true from, from the watch the charters
2: no. they can stay in LA but, but nah. you know it, interestingly enough like you know how I said earlier that San Comic Con is maybe about 100, 175,000 people uh-huh. so, I mean, there's conventions in Japan that are like half a million people Dude, I, don't Dude want that, to, japan, I want to go there. japan's a different world though.
0: you, you got you gotta understand people in Japan like when they get into something they're really into it. Exactly. like if they go to a baseball game they're they're cheering in the stands they're like they're like a hundred percent committed to to the sport you know
3: so if you' were to go to japan is there a specific convention you would go to is there like one big one that happens every year or is there there's like, like a, a video
2: game one that happens every year like
3: and a, uh yeah i mean cosplay Uh, one what's uh, that one that broke the lines recently it was like the
0: the porn vr oh it's
3: like a (laughs) virtual reality
0: porn one (laughs) in akihabara recently that the the lines were so long they had to shut it down dude i'm not kidding dude look it up it was like a porn virtual reality convention (laughs) in, in akihabara tokyo in part of tokyo and the lines were so big and long, like it was going crazy. That's like the so, tech, that's so like, big and long
2: ugh, that they had to shut the damn thing down. Is that like the tech, the tech sector, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 That's okay. where you could buy all yeah, the yeah. electronics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Okay. What they have, down? I think they have a Don Quixote there, which is a very popular <laughs> Don Quixote Roche, or a donkey right? show. Have you been to Don Quixote? <laughs> 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 donkey show. We're not talking <laughs> <a> Tijuana <play. laughs> <laughs> So. Don Quixote. Fool I think we took you to Don Quixote, we took you to Japan. Dude, it's yeah. dope.
3: It's like the the Walmart of Japan. Like it has like, everything it's like, it's like anything.
0: Six stories of electronics. Yep. So I think uh, one of the one of the years we went my wife and I went, we're like, Oh shit, I need a battery for the camera and we just searched for the battery for the camera <laughs> and I found it. Oh wow. They had like everything there, dude. Yep. Fucking crazy. Uh, but that's, that's oh, yeah. just
2: to round out the uh, convention the uh, the one that we go to at the end of the year it's called Designer Con up in Pasadena D- Designer DesignerCon? Yeah, designer Con okay if you can go you spell can go. it it's D designer and then designer Con. yeah okay I thought it was like
0: some it sounded
2: like D-E-Z I don't know it's spelled correctly Okay.
4: you know <laughs> uh, how it is yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's it's you know, obviously for what we do when we're trying to promote artists and other creatives um, Designer Con is probably the, like, our, one of our favorite cons to go to and it's a good one to end end the year with mm. because it's pretty much you know uh, artist alley on steroids okay uh, All right. Know? yeah, yeah and, and last year I, I kind of noticed that they had a big trend of like 3D printing oh yeah, yeah that's, just, well, that's dude, a big deal right now. Saw, yeah okay so um, there's a few creators out there that we want to sort of talk to this year um, like last year I remember uh, there's this guy he had this 3D uh, doodler pen so it kind of like if you can imagine drawing stuff in real time, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it comes out, 3D yeah, yeah. really in, in, yeah, you can do that. But, but he said you can actually make uh, practical stuff too. He he, uh, during uh, the video, well, I was I was there doing a, a lab report for Leonard Sultana again, mm-hmm. and uh, he busted out a wallet that he made using the pen. Wait, okay. what was the wallet made out of? It, it's made out of the uh, the the sort of the the material that the pen is made of, like some sort of polymer or plastic. But it was flexible 30. and yeah, yeah. it had been. Yeah, it was made out of the pen. Like, he drew it. <coughs> he drew it in real time. No, not in real time, but he actually, not Wait, not there, but, but he actually but drew that wallet. He drew the wallet. Yeah.
0: Man, that's kind of hard to, like, imagine right now that you could actually draw in the air. I've seen videos of it on Facebook. People have uh-huh. posted all that. Yeah. So you're actually drawing a wallet out, though. But, like, Yeah. because the stuff hardens as you draw yeah. and it's, like, 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like he had to weave it as he was creating
3: it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. Damn, dude, that's it. That 3D printing is a, yeah. a big deal. Like, yeah, is know, it right? Yeah. Like, right now, I mean, in, in the medical field, like, you know, it's... They make prosthetics, like, for cheap because of, you know... Now that but but it's
0: not cheap for the fucking people that need it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, like, it's... I think I saw something about like high school kids were like creating stuff out of three D printing, making prosthetics, and I was like, "Damn, man, come that's a far the, way. that's the <laughs> that's the future, that's the future, man." Yeah,
2: I'm I'm curious to see what the trend is going to be this year. I, I think it might be more three D printing, but on a higher level, uh, because there was just a bunch of exhibitors that that were doing three D printing. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, there was also a pretty cool. Um, I forgot what her name was, but she did uh, sewing. Mm-hmm. and like her sewing was just freaking out of this world and like she would from a distance you would think it was like a painting Oh. but when you get up close so is it, it's 2D yeah, yeah but it's a sewing it's sewing okay yeah it's, it's like really intricate too and also, all hand stitched Uh, no it's machine but okay. but at the same time the material that <laughs> she used she would need to have like a really like industrial strength level sewing machine
0: Oh, so it's like really like strong. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: really strong. It's like uh, it's like pretty crazy. It's pretty intricate. Oh shit! Uh, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I'm hoping to get her on the podcast sometime in the near future. But uh, yeah, there's just like, and it's grown from. We've we've been going to Designer Con for the past two or three years, and and like the Pasadena Convention Center, they're starting to take over like other parts of it because there's a lot of overflow, there's a lot of demand, and they're they're growing so. Um, I'm looking forward to to seeing what they have this year.
0: Shit, man, that's fucking crazy, man. That's some interesting stuff showing up at uh, different cons. Yeah, um, I, I think I need to hit up one of these smaller ones mm-hmm. just to see like how it is com- in comparison to what San Diego is, because San Diego is like, I mean, that's it. That you, you made the San Diego Comic Con, you, yeah. you you were there. Well, you know?
2: you know, go go back. You should try check out the San Diego Comic Fest. No, I I yeah.
0: saw the uh, event on Facebook events. Um, this past week, and I think it might have been because
2: you might have. Well, this past week they had a uh, a meeting for volunteers. Okay, yeah, well, that's, that's what the
0: event showed up on my feed, so uh, I'm like, okay, I'm interested in that. Uh-huh. So if I can make it, I'm gonna make it. You know, it's only down the street, yeah, for sure. So hopefully, I'm in town. I think I might be in town. You said it's in February. It's in February. I might not make it. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. I, I got I got something more important going on that
2: a month, so we'll see. Right. The, are, you, are you break dancing in a competition?
0: Yeah, actually, um, I'm gonna be dancing in my garage, <laughs> battling against the heavy bag that I have hanging in my garage. Man, don't know you doing magic, mic out
3: there.
4: Right? And the winner
0: gets uh, a meal cooked by me. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a high Excalibur level like rockstride over here. I don't get to travel the world and uh, compete a, at the highest level. You want to see something, dude? Rock right? Did you hear? Like Do you want to? You want to like say something about your your latest travels real quick? I
1: don't know, you want any... Yeah, say yeah. something. Grab grab yeah, the yeah. mic. Good. Grab that mic. Grab
0: Swing it over real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> before before we wrap up here, we're,
1: Yo. we're, we're running
0: over to. You. Yo, check it out, Rock Shred, uh Back, Back alive. So, earlier today, uh, Rosh Wright helped me out. He was a great help. Um, I, if you don't know, check out YouTube. We sh- I shoot a video series called Unearth. If you type in Unearth San Diego, you will definitely find the channel. It's, uh, it's based locally here in San Diego. And it's a lot of the uh, local dancers and local artists here in San Diego. And we just shot a younger, up-and-coming b-boy that's very good. Boy Nico and uh, and of course, without any further introduction, you already know Rock right? if you're used to our podcast. What's yeah. up? Say what's up? What up?
1: What
4: up? Yeah, you're, you're, that's hella loud,
1: dude. It right. is, yeah, cool right here. Just, yeah, there you go. All right, cool. But uh, Rock right, was traveling recently. Where'd you go, dude? I was in uh, Germany and then I was in uh, Poland and Slovakia. And you did Back some to Europe. you did some <laughs> competitions out there, right? Yeah, I did a uh, um. I did a three-on-three in, uh, in a like, little town near um, near Dusseldorf. So it's... Uh, Germany. Um, yeah, in West Germany. So, uh, Harry Potter, dude? That's what it sounds like, right? It sounds like Harry Potter fucking city and shit. <laughs> I don't even want to, That's what I that don't watch Harry Potter, like. bro. That's exactly what I thought when I first heard about that shit. I was like, what? It's Harry so- Potter's real. Do I need a wand? Fuck. I <laughs> no, didn't know. They actually had a real city for him.
0: So that was a three-team... It was a three-team battle. It was a three-person
1: team battle. Yeah, it was three-on-three. It, three. it was me, Iron Monkey, and Luan from uh, Brazil. Okay. So, like, Iron Monkey already had hit up, and, uh, you know, he's renegade soon. I hadn't seen him in a while. And yeah. We haven't battled in, like, seven years almost. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, and then uh, Luan is, you know, from Brazil, but he stays constantly, like, repping. Uh, but he was out there as well, so he hit me up and asked me if, if uh, I was done to enter with him. And you so, won that one, right? Yeah, we won that one, yeah. That's that that's win number ninety five for you. Yeah, ninety five. So, yeah.
0: ladies and gentlemen, listen to the podcast, uh, if you heard a couple of the podcasts in the past, Reichstreit is on the quest to win one hundred battles Do it. in his career, and he just won number ninety five in Germany. So yeah. you've well, we're in September and are you trying to hit one hundred by the end of the year? You think that's possible or is that what uh, you're It's trying possible to but I can't. It is
1: possible. Hell yeah, it's possible. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> nah, it's possible, but I can't. I have to hold on. Have, Cause there's a special yeah. thing coming, so I have to hold on. You can't, you can't mention it right now? Nah, not right now. It's a big surprise? Yeah, it's in the works, so... Alright, okay. Uh, hopefully, I can pull it off, but yeah, the goal is to get to like 98 by the end of the year. 98, yeah, yeah that's not an easy feat. Yeah, it's just like, um, you know, I think sometimes it's hard to kind of compete every weekend because then it becomes very robotic. Yeah. And like from all the wins that I've had in all the tournaments I've ever entered, you know, I mean, I always, um, I like it. I like to enter when I feel good and like I'm feeling yeah. into the, into the battle, And sometimes you force it, and when you force it... It's not going to be right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, and you can see it, you know, it's like you're just kind of running through the moves and running straight into the motions that you already know. So that's why it gets difficult. Um, But that's kind of the thing for me. I can't just go to every battle every weekend. Even though I like to compete in battle, I can't enter that many contests consecutively. uh, So constantly, because... um, it just becomes too repetitive, you know? And then yeah. I like to always bring something new. I like to always have at least like new intricate things, maybe not big moves, but small detailed stuff that's new uh, for all my battles because then I feel better when I'm when I'm hitting the floor and connecting my moves. It just it just has more of like a special feel and effect to, to what I'm doing. Uh, but I think that's what makes it really difficult is, you know, nowadays the competition era and the time we're in now with B-Boys is there's guys that can enter every jam every weekend and do the same moves exactly the same way every week and still win and i mean it's cool and shit and it's good for for people because that's where it's at now but like the era i come from you know you, it's like still like I, I have to feel it it's like when i practice i don't practice because i have to you know it's like i gotta make sure that i like want to practice and that i feel it and i want to practice and so it's it's like any other art but it's the same way when you battle but that's why it's an art for me because for some it's like a sport so which there's nothing wrong with that they can repeatedly do the same exact moves same exact round it's a different song they can't freestyle and adapt to it or anything so um, yeah I don't know that you know that's why it's hard for me to I guess be doing so many tournaments in a year so
2: so ideally you said 98 by the end of this year that's your goal Mm. where would you want 100 to be and what would you do after 100
1: uh, I mean ideally the, the 100th would, I would want it to be something like a world championship like one of the bigger events you know like a one on one because I've won like 28 one on ones okay. uh, I've been fortunate enough to have like good partners that have helped me achieve this goal as well you know it's not just like it's like all me it's been like my crew members the years that i built like with different people and, and the chemistry that i built with different B-boys from, from around my way that have really helped me, like, stay stay on top of, like, what I do as well, and they push me, and I push them, so it's, like, that's really kind of, like, I don't know, I've been able to constantly uh, stay on it, but I think the end goal would be two, and a, like, a one-on-one, like, a big one-on-one. That would be, goal, like, two in the 100th, but at the time that I want to try and accomplish that at, there's not really many, like, big big one-on-one so i would want to get to 100 and i want it to be a one-on-one but after that once that's done i mean the goal is to win a few more you know like i'm still gonna battle but just maybe i won't be taking it as serious as i have for the last next year will be 20 years of competition for me well i kind of would rather go out like whooping ass and like not giving anybody else well, a chance you, to take you, me out you
2: might be able to extend your your, your uh your competition like uh with evan here oh, because uh,
4: oh, yeah. you know he, he can he can
2: take care of you with with his pt skills
4: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: you'd have to take like a uh i had to make some changes uh, for me to stay actively competing you know my body's like definitely changing i can feel a lot more pain in, in different parts of my uh, body you know like my arms like start they don't feel as strong as they used to like so it's just, like, a lot of different things I got to do to take care of myself to get back in shape, to be able to stay, const- like, constantly competing at this age, you know, where I'm at now. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I kind of actually want to write a book about it. Mm. About uh, a hundred, winning 100 tournaments and breaking and, you know, the process of getting there. You don't know want to be but cool. a lot of a backstory be, would be – there be a lot of backstory as to, like, how, like, everything would get – like, happen, how everything happened in, in – you know, journey.
0: We're, we're talking about comic books and stuff and all that. You know, what would be cool is to tell your your hundred win story through like a a graphic novel. Ooh, yes! Like, you think somebody would be interested in like maybe storyboarding and, and drawing it up? Ramali and 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 you know like right. collaborating with Rockstar, that would be like a fucking awesome way to do it. Well, because I showed you earlier, right? Will I. am's comic book yeah. with Midnight's, Marvel
2: Midnight Sun is welcome. called. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like pretty much like. Relating hip hop into the comic world and then fighting, you know, zom- uh, modern day zombies, and that would be an a, a interesting way to illustrate and tell a story about breaking. You know, I mean, I just the, the idea popped in my head when I mean, he's talking about, you know, like getting to the hundredth minute and all that. He should be the new Spider Man.
4: They already have a new Spider Man. It's Puerto That's Rican. <laughs> I'm
0: <saying>. they, need, <laughs> they, need, they need a Mexican. One? If, they, if they, did, <laughs> they had a movie be breaking. <laughs>
3: and uh talk into the mic, wow, the mic actually you know what I actually I had a Spanish Harlem question. Spider-Man so, <laughs> I always uh, I always wondered like you know like guys like you um Iron Monkey even Saso like what brings you to the San Diego you know there's a lot of great B-boy, uh, b-boys that came down here and now you know that you know, have lived here in the past or yeah and you know even uh, <clears> the <throat> Vietnam you know it, it's just growing up here in San Diego like I always wonder, like, what, you know, you had choices to go to, like, L.A. where you could become even bigger, and what's, what, what brought you to San Diego, basically?
1: Uh, my past relationship, uh, yeah. but it was like, um, you know, I grew up in the Bay, um, L.A. was, uh, like, the place to go for industry work, you know, if I wanted to do film work or, or be a backup dancer of that, st- uh, that nature. Uh-huh. But I was never really that kind of a dancer, you know, I was never really into performing you could have been with Paula Abdul okay. <laughs> exactly you know, you know, <laughs> or Madonna or Jennifer oh, Madonna, Lopez yeah. you just gotta I, learn how to I body roll top, yeah. just hella body rolls right <laughs> <laughs> nah it was like I don't know I never really got into it and I, I guess you know I never did acting you need to be have like acting skills you gotta be tall in a way you gotta be able to do choreo you gotta yeah. there's certain looks that they go for you know and I just don't fit any of those roles Yeah, really I mean I can go and try and like you know just be all up in the mix and try to be all up in the mm-hmm. video and shit but it's not really my character it's not my style I can't just turn on the switch when somebody tells me to could I can't you. show up and be like hey can you act like you're rapping right now or can you turn it like yeah Like, <laughs> if you see these <laughs> auditions it's fucking crazy supposed be going off like it's like the final round of the final battle for the biggest prize money you ever had Yeah. and this is for an audition and they might not even book it but to then get they it, go dude. to the battle and they can't even pull that shit off like that Yep. but it's like um, <laughs> it's just not in my character and I was just straight up about it with myself and I just you know I, I just I don't know, it wasn't like, I felt like you should get hired for your specialty, you know? Yeah. Just like anybody else that gets booked for stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people that are established in their fields, they get booked based on their recognition and mm-hmm. what they've done, you know? Like athletes or, you know, or they can act, some of them can act, but a lot of it is that, and i rather get recognized for what I do for myself. I'd rather create my own path, my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I ended up here because of, of my past relationship, but it was like the best thing I could do because it was uh, um in the Bay. It was nice as well, you know, but living and staying where I grew up at, there was limited like resources in terms of what dance, like what you can do in dance, you know. And, yeah. um, it's just unfortunate that, you know, it, it's that way down here you have like L.A., Vegas, Phoenix. Like, all these cities that are, like, pretty close, you know? Yeah. And over there, I would have to the Closest is San Francisco and Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But SoCal and this whole region down here has just so much more events happening. Yeah.
2: Um, Dude, I have an important question
1: to ask you. Yeah.
2: Since you grew up in the Bay Area, which is better, the Mission Style Burrito or Southside, the side, side of Burrito?
1: Damn. <laughs> uh, from, I mean, for me, the... the the Mission Burritos
4: that I've had. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit is this? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> What's that smell? Is it like
0: a... <laughs> <laughs> I just bought this guy a burrito earlier, man. <laughs> 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 no, it's still not, yes, it's not one had up there. I've had some good ones up there, man. I swear. I don't know, Because I, I grew up
1: there. You know, I spent so much time, I got accustomed <laughs> to the type of food and the way they make it. Well, we all grew up
0: down here, so we have a different opinion about that.
3: <laughs> no, you know, I noticed that. You know, like, L.A., actually, they're, they're I think Mexican they're, dude, well, yeah, but you know, when yeah. It, they got some mean tacos. Oh, like, yeah, 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 Their tacos kill. Street tacos and shit. I like, but, I like Mexican like
1: food up north. Uh, more, more, I guess I'm just more used to it because I know where to go over there. Yeah, you know the secret man, spots. Man, you've been but. here for how long, dude, in San Diego? I barely found out Zarape like a couple years ago, dude.
0: What? is not like great. We went yeah. We went to Zarape I, earlier. Yeah, La La Fischata. La
1: Fischata, the I've been going to that one since like I came out here you know, like yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah.
3: yeah man. I, but, I think. Uh, uh, do they specialize in anything up there in admissions? Like you go there for the burritos or? Because yeah, you know, I know for me it's like I'm all about burritos and roll, roll tacos down here in San Diego, but mm. like tacos in L.A. They come with it. Yeah. And I know like San Diego even, Yeah. LA, I mean, tacos some, here, like
1: killing it. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I've had a few taco spots out here that are really good. Yeah, although yeah.
2: there's more to Mexican food than rolled tacos, burritos. Yeah, there's on, the enchilada. Man. There's many. Different I know
1: dishes. there's more. But yeah, know there's know many there's... more dishes. That's how we eat though. It's like Easy on the go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like,
2: I mean, who has a, who has a good mole? You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's you know, that's the one to find right
3: there. I don't know what it is like me because I you know grew up down here. Like a lot of the dishes, like the burritos over here they don't put beans in it and then like everywhere else they'll throw beans on everything yeah. and it's I,
1: well like i mean one, you know from like my experience uh like i feel that when i go to like big cities a lot of the times the meats are very like prepped for a large amount of people oh so yeah. over there the meat like the meats and stuff they're prepped like more fresh it feels like yeah you know um So I think that's for me That's like the difference In taste Uh huh Like Cause the population's smaller So they're not yeah. like Making yeah. like you know Fucking
3: massive amounts 40 and pounds and of then, beef Yeah like Yeah and then it's like Some of it's seasoned the other ones And like, where I grew up is
1: small anyways you know yeah. So it's like Everything's Where did, did you grow up exactly? Uh Windsor California Which yeah. is in Sonoma County So now we're north of San Francisco Okay Past the Golden Gate Past San Rafael Past Petaluma, <laughs> Novato All that area huh. okay. Um
3: we actually have another question because I know you, you tra- you're pretty well traveled because um, I'm sure well, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Sasa would know too like California Mexican food, Arizona Mexican food, and Texas Mexican food.
1: Tex Mex, holy shit! So like, we're, we're, like <laughs> Who's killing it?
3: You know, like because I, you know, I tried each of them. Like, man, you know, of I'm a little bit biased because being but
1: over yeah. here in San Diego, like Texas Mexican food is pretty bomb. Really? really? Yeah. You know, But I st- it's like the, the the mix. I think it's like the mix is, is not necessarily the same as I, ours. I had
2: some pretty bomb Tex-Mex in Austin, I have to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tex-Mex
4: is well, okay. pretty bomb.
2: <laughs> I, I remember when I was living in Orange County, I was like, oh, dude, I miss living in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm back here, it's like, dude, I miss some spots in Orange County now. I, I miss some spots in Orange <laughs>
0: County, but I don't miss living there. <laughs> right. San Diego, man.
2: He, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, what was that the, the bar that we used to go to? Uh, Lakov? La oh man, that was, La uh, La Cave. Know, yeah, Ivan used to go there too. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> La Cave Imagine uh, what, what was the name of the bar in Dresden? The Dresden. Oh, That's what it looked like in for there. the Swingers. Yeah. For yeah, the Swingers. Because yeah, 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 yeah. you know what was funny when we used to go there. Like we've said that the first time we went in there, and then we were regulars there. Yeah,
3: yeah. this place and, is dead
0: anyway. And then people, <laughs> the people would come, and then you'd hear like newcomers be like, "Dude, is this the place in, uh, <laughs> in Swingers? This looks like the Dresden." I was like, "Dude, yeah."
3: Oh, karaoke night was the shit though yeah. oh yeah, yeah they had some dope shit was aaron good.
0: aaron needs to uh,
2: sing karaoke over there it was mm-hmm. he singing uh journey don't stop believing i didn't say that <laughs> i sang i sang uh, rick springfield's jesse's girl oh. oh yeah yeah
4: yeah. That, that was one of them. yeah yeah
0: yeah anyways uh i think at about this time we should probably be wrapping up the podcast what do you guys think? You guys, I want thought to... we're just getting started. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to keep going, yeah, I mean, we're at we're at about two and a half hours,
2: so that's that's chump change, man. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you want to keep going? We got more beer, right?
3: Um, you know, let let's end when the beer ends, dude. Which beer? I might time out though because I got to take this test. <laughs> the evans in the middle taking test. I got one hour, dude. Yeah, uh, you
1: gotta you gotta get it done. Oh, oh. what's up? I, I'm, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even drinking so you're
0: not
2: drinking at all? Mm-hmm. no why not dude? You I don't know. Know. I
1: feel like exhausted so much. well Water. Let's,
2: let's talk about uh, let's, let's talk about uh, b-boy and breakdancing since uh, Rockside's right here yeah um, with the success of your last event the get down what's next for that? I know you're going to try you're going to try and do 98 this year that's a goal but
4: mm-hmm. in terms
2: of like with uh, what Tough Rockin's trying to do with the uh, with your whole get down thing uh, what's next for that?
0: Um, uh, you know, right after the get down, we were hyped. We we're like, dude, that was a fun event. Uh, I think we need to do something soon. And then we started collab, uh, started talking. Rocktride and I got home. We we're like, dude, we should start thinking about the next thing. Um, Sasso was already thinking about something. And so was Mike. I think it was just the high off the, uh, the event. But right now we're kind of just like evaluating, kind of saying what we, el- what else we want to do. Cause we have more ideas. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to say because they might not be in play right now. Sure. But they're all ideas that we're talking about. And we have to make sure that the the resources that we have are there and available for us. For example, the venue that we had the jam at was in Bubble Park, El Centro. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if we can continue using that venue, then we will uh, most likely hold more things over there. And we've... Got a couple of ideas, and obviously they do relate to the b-boy scene here in San Diego, and we do like giving back to the scene in San Diego that's here. Right. And a lot of the people that were at the event gave us good and positive feedback. They were like, dude, we needed that. San Diego needed that. We loved it. And we feel like San Diego is kind of like... I mean, the thirst is there, but I don't think like a lot of people are fitting with a lot of the good quality events. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, we are trying to work things out, but I can't see anything right now. Sure. That, that, that's definitive. If you want to keep up to date, look at toughrocking.com and you know, our updates are on there when we, we can come with something.
2: So, what are, the, like, besides San Diego, what are the other cities that are like uh, meccas for uh, b-boying and breakdancing? Dude, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I
0: mean, if, I mean yeah. Rockfight couldn't answer all that because he's the man that's traveling the world. If you want to talk about cities you know, around the world, he's been to them
1: yeah Yeah, i mean good. tokyo's probably like a hotbed right now oh, yes. uh for breaking hey, like
2: i mean so, i see a lot of koreans getting down
1: <laughs> yeah 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 tokyo's well, japan south, is big. south korea not north yeah. korea <laughs> <laughs> north, <Korean>. north korea's getting down really they're getting down they're shooting missiles over japan dude oh shit they're getting down <laughs> yeah, yeah kim, kim jong <laughs> skill right that motherfucker's crazy yeah um yeah, I say Tokyo right now is like one of the cities where like Osaka, Tokyo. Those two cities are producing some of the best talent right now uh-huh. uh, that are coming out. Um, where else is this? like they're like the Dutch scene is very not just like the there's not like one city in Holland. There's just like the whole country itself. It's a small country, okay. So there's a lot of like good talented b boys there. I mean, France is another country that has never really fallen off in terms of talent and in terms of Just like the scene, like constantly having events, government-funded events. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the times, a lot of B-boys would debut in France. You know, like a lot of American B-boys would make their international debut in France because France constantly hosts hosts events where the government funds it. So what they do is they fly in specific teams from different countries. So they want a team from the U.S. automatically. They want a team from whatever the next hot country is in breaking, like Japan, and so they bring them all in, but. You know, in the early mid two thousands, it was like that's like where a lot of b boys went and debuted themselves and on on the international scale, you know. And then from there, they would start getting recognized by other European promoters who throw bigger events or had more uh, like uh, yeah, like they were just more recognizable events that had more like clout in the scene. Mm-hmm. And they would invite some of those guys to their events, and that's how a lot of these guys were building names.
2: So how, how do you determine which events you go to uh, go to throughout the year, and how much traveling do you actually do? Uh,
1: well, you can pick and choose what you want, you know, it's kind of hard to, like the way I live it is like, um, okay, I feel good, I'm going to enter this weekend, or you know, if there's like a good battle coming up, mm-hmm. uh, like in a month, then if I'm home a lot, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to enter that one, you know, right. and then I show up to it, or if there's one in two months, like in the East Coast, I'll like you know see what's going on with the crew, and then like get a flight and go over there and battle. But you know, I think I don't know how dudes are doing it. Cause I never actually I never even asked that question to anybody because of the way that I do it. I've just done it for so long this way that I don't I don't even know you know. But when it comes to sponsorship, though, like this is one thing that I do realize is that or that I learned recently in the last few years is like having like a plan and and setting like a battle schedule for the for your sponsor is very important. They're gonna wanna see like what you're planning on doing for the year. So when they see the list of events that you have lined up, um, in terms of what you plan on competing in, that helps a lot, you know, that helps like companies really take you more serious in, in that sense, you know. And um but with like my ways, like oh shit, I'm just gonna show up this weekend and then you know, <laughs> which is kinda dumb even though I'm <laughs> i at where I'm at in my in my career. Um, so is
2: it you being sort of like uh, being prolific and having all the experience does it sort of give you that leeway to sort of determine
1: what you want to do yeah in a way yeah it does it's just but it's also like yeah um, no it does for sure I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I mean you know it's like you kind of pick and choose your battles you know and that's the, that's the name of the game you gotta know when to battle you know and you sometimes uh, you know you want to enter and, and kind of gain experience but at my like the years that i put in already it's like um you pick and choose your battles wisely and, and you and like i've been slipping up a bit but i, I do it lately more to kind of get my my feet on the ground again in the, in the battlefield because for around like three four years i have took like a hiatus in terms of actively competing because the responsibilities of finances and stuff Took a front row, mm-hmm. so I, I was I had to like kind of take a step back from the competition because it was like gigs were more important than battling. So, so when you
2: say gigs, what does that mean exactly? Like
1: judging, teaching workshops, uh, doing like shooting <coughs> content for companies or, or events and and of that nature, or doing like tours where you go on like you know you travel. Like one one year I did what well, I mean not almost every year, but one year I did like a eight week tour. So it was like nonstop for eight weeks. Oh, wow! So I was uh yeah, it was like a worldwide tour, like around the world. So it started in uh, Slovakia, Sri Lanka, India, um, Australia, New Zealand, and then all the way around to Holland and Morocco, and then Italy, and then back.
2: Wow, that was eight months. That was eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah,
1: but uh, I mean that year I went to twenty five countries. <sighs>
0: That's crazy. You You're know. talking to the traveling man. When most stuff
2: in the track, is about Rock Right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> traveling <The laughs> man. So do you, the videos on your on your channel, do you cut all that yourself? Yeah. Or? Wow. That's, yeah, that's Most
1: cool. of it, yeah. Like when it involves me and, and like a lot of the content that I do like on my channel, my YouTube channel and stuff uh-huh. and my Facebook stuff, a lot of it is me cutting it and, and doing it. Um, Yeah, I just, I, I learned about editing video like, you know, 2000 <clears> and then I kind of kept doing it and, and learn more of it, and then when I met Gremlin, he was kinda showing me how, like, like my mentor, he was showing like what he was doing and how he was like producing his own stuff, and you know, that pushed me to even do it more, you know, because I was already kinda learning that, and then when I saw him, like in the way he was doing, I was like, shit, like, that's like the future, you know? Well, So like, the, yeah, and the future was is, it is what it, where we're at right now, you know, in terms of, social media and being able to have your own content you know like I don't think people realize the value of you producing your own stuff instead of relying on somebody to film you or somebody to have the footage for you and getting the footage from somebody like the value of you having your own content your own shit is like really really important but nobody's teaching that today because everybody's relying on YouTube channels and, and you know media companies that are involved in the scene now which I, you know I, I got love for as well like it's like you know it's it's like a I have a lot of respect for those people as well, but in terms of like individual dancer, mm-hmm. like not to shit on 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 any company that like stands on them, I, I respect them I love them they're they're my friends as well right um but for the b boys, independently, they just need to have their own content for themselves, like you build value for yourself, it's like buying real estate, like you know there's always something there in the back, like you got constant, you got something for yourself um. When you control your own image and your own footage and all that is yours, even though there's somebody else like, you know, like these other uh, these companies or YouTube channels documenting the events and putting the, the videos online, which helps you as well, mm-hmm. you still can have your own content for yourself that you have that you can sell later. That's your, belongs to you, you know, because if not, you're going to have to borrow their footage, get the rights from them and they're the one, you have to like basically buy the footage from them if you ever wanted to use it on something legal and i mean they're cool enough to probably just be like fuck it here here's the footage you know right but just so you don't have to deal with that part of it uh-huh. that's where the value of having your own content and your own footage comes in you pretty much so, have your your peace of
2: mind so you don't have to deal with getty you just have your own getty images
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yes yeah. so, so yeah that's uh yeah i've been cutting up my own stuff and shooting my own stuff um but, yeah, that's uh, really... For me, it's always been that...
2: So I'm curious. I mean, obviously, you're sort of, you know, you're on your quest to 100. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you can do after 100, but uh, can I care to guess that uh, you sort of, like... Are you trying to find... Uh, do you know what you're going to do after that? I mean...
1: Uh, as far as far as far, like, I'm still going to be in the scene. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to be involved. Um, I mean, for me, yeah, like I told you, it's just like, it'll be 20 years of competition, so... I think I'll kind of just let the foot off the gas. I feel like my life has been based on that almost in a way. Yeah. I've given a lot of time and sacrificed a lot of things for what I do. Um, The competition side and and the competitions have just kind of been the stuff that has kept me feeling, uh, has continued to push me to elevate my game and to stay on top of my stuff, you know. But at this point, I'm like, okay, I've done a lot, so... I'm just trying to leave like a benchmark or like a point where people can remember me by in terms of leaving a mark in the dance in the history of the dance, and that would be to do that. And after that, I I mean, you know, there's a lot of opportunities still because I'm I'm go back to judging more again. I can go to uh, making. I can make a documentary. I mean, I'm gonna. The
2: reason I ask is because you know I've seen your videos on your channel and I'm like, whoa, these are pretty cool. Maybe an awesome segue to, like, another career for you after...
1: You yeah, know. I've thought about that. I've been... I mean, I've been wanting to. I, uh, this year, I had pitched, uh, like, a series about... Because I, like, Red Bull, they'll ask us for, uh, like, consulting or just kind of uh give our points or, or also even, like, pitch our own shows and stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. I helped co-create the Crew Code, which was a thing for Red Bull okay. TV. And... um this time i they asked me to do something else and uh, i had come up with the concept but i was the project that i'm working on is, is pretty time consuming so um i couldn't do it this year so maybe next year that's like something that i want to get into last year actually i did like six jobs for video like i did i think uh, one in france which was for red bull as well um they hi- they hired me to shoot a highlight video of the camp in south africa i did something for my friend in japan and then uh did, like, another two jobs, like, shooting video last year. This year I only did one or two. But, yeah, I mean, I want to. That's something that I want to get into. But I would consider myself more, like, of a cameraman than I am, like, a... I can create the idea, but I'm not good at, like... Writing it all out, you know, like doing the 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 paperwork and right, all of the right. screenplays and all that, like that shit is hard. Yeah, <laughs> Back, you know, but uh, I can I can film like I feel pretty confident that I can like pick up any camera and like know how to use it.
0: Yeah, so I think around the time that I met Rockstreet, um I was looking up a bunch of videos, and at that time, like I think in the the later two thousands. I used to watch, I used to look up like B-Boys and stuff and then there was only like two channels on, and if you know Vimeo yeah, is like, like, people that are actually filmmakers go on Vimeo and they make good like films and they cut and edit really good shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, more so on YouTube nowadays too, but back then you could find like the really good ones on Vimeo. So Rocktite had, had a, well you still has that channel on Vimeo and there's another crew like in Europe that had one. So they always like documented their their travels and, and their breaking into the competitions and then i you know also rock so rock had like some really good content and i was like wow he's actually like shooting different things and editing it with like thought and a thought process to it and then he would like take you on a journey through his breaking and, and his competition so i was like and it made me think i'm like i want to buy a dslr <laughs> so you know i actually Ended up talking to Rosh about it, and I was like, fucking can't a- afford that shit. <laughs> like, I can't afford, like, back then, like, a 5D was like, oh man, I can't yeah. afford that. So, so I ended up getting. Like, you almost
2: 2000 2, bucks for, like, the body. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, for whatever. the body, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, I,
0: expensive. I, I couldn't justify it because it was just going to be a little hobby for me. Yeah. And then here I find out, you know, like, the T3Is, the T2Is back then, you know, shot like. The Rebels? <laughs> yeah, the Rebels yeah. shot good, good enough content for people to, to use. And, yeah. you know, I see people using them still to this day. Really good, and they're like, Hey, man, it's,
1: it's the cat, it's not the camera, it's not
0: the, it's the camera. It's, it's, it's he's all he, this dude was like, Dude, I can do everything in post that people can shoot on whatever they want to nowadays. I can, make yeah, it
2: there,
1: there's, a, there's a, a
2: photographer that I follow, his name is Chase Jarvis. And yeah. he, I, don't know, he's I, heard, I, heard yeah, I think he said the best camera to shoot with is the one you're using, yeah, yeah. the one in your hand. <laughs> the yeah, one exactly. just, yeah, you
0: just have to perfect your tool, dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly, work with what you've got. And yeah. some people out there can fucking make some. some normal sounding equipment and sound, or, or feel like or look like it's fucking some professional great shit. Yeah, this yeah. is what you do. But Rock Shred inspired me to so I wanna start doing that. I was like, dude, I gotta document some stuff. Yeah. Especially with uh my dance. My my, my crew we rock's a on that. Yeah exactly. So now yeah, you know the you know, props, you know, so Rosh is a huge inspiration for me, not only for breaking, but documenting it <laughs> as well. <laughs> because it's it's a different thing. Cause like I would see him like focusing on different things, like just like the morning, you know, like different things around. You know, sh- shooting with uh, a close crop on maybe what the day feels like before they start the day. Yeah. and I was like, oh, that, that actually tells more of the story. What's going on in the timeline? You know. Mm-hmm. So then I actually figured that out watching his stuff, and also it was that crew with like funk fanatics yeah yeah they did, did a lot of good stuff yeah so i
1: was there, like there's a few people yeah that were doing stuff yeah,
0: maybe you want to do more video stuff mm.
2: so. oh one thing I, I think i saw one of your videos uh especially for my 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 sdcc fit fam one of your videos showed you like uh, i guess you're trying to get in shape for like, a competition or something like that that was pretty mm. cool oh thank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, was he doing I feel, I feel what were you doing he's <laughs> like training and stuff oh
1: <laughs> yeah i had a few it was uh i think it was for one of the bc1s and it showed me like training and, and, and the house and everything. Yeah, yeah those was uh, good memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I yeah, shit. That's when I would, the thing with that, it was that, you know, I would spend like half, eight, six, seven months out of the year, um, <clears throat> you know, um, traveling and constantly. And then it'd be, okay, there's a, I got a big battle at the end of the year. So then, like, the last three months out of that, before that battle, I would ease off and then really train really hard. So it's, right. It's like extreme training and like, you know, I mean, boxers train, what, three months before their fights? It was kind of like that kind of vibe, but it's like with breaking, you know, like you need like a lot of time to really feel natural in what you're doing and make your moves feel very, very comfortable. (laughs) Because you're not training for one specific person, you're training for anybody. And when you have to battle anybody, there's so many different uh, B-boys and, you know, from different perspectives, like one guy can be really good at this and one can be really good at that, but you don't know which one you're going to get. Right. You know? It's like sometimes you'll get this guy and he's a better performer. He can outdance you maybe in performance and get the the audience more involved. Mm-hmm. But then you have more... You've been training to battle somebody that's more technical so that can mess you up. You know? Like if, you, if you're specifically like f- focusing on one person that you want to battle, it, it never works out that way. You have mm-hmm. to kind of just... Be the best that you can be at what you do, and yeah. try to maximize yourself at, at what you're good at. And then you gotta utilize your strengths when when you hit the when you hit the battlefield. But let me ask you a question: Some of these jams that you
0: enter, you don't always know who the judges are gonna be, right?
1: No, you do. I mean, really? before no.
0: I mean, no, usually it's advertised, but now like, it is. Yeah, before it wasn't like okay. So so, so most of these overseas before. jams that you enter, uh, you it's know, definite. Judge, okay, judge, yeah. so it doesn't fuck with your game plan at all.
1: And I've never really looked at judges. I I mean, I enter events where I feel like the judges are fair.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, my, my view of a fair judge is somebody that can vote against you and tell you the truth that you lost, and then you can vote for you. And they're not favoring uh, because of something you've done in the past, or they're looking at you like you're outdated. They're just judging you as fair for who you are and what you're doing in that moment right then and there. And not like what you did ten years ago, what you did five years ago, what their expectations of where you should be are at. Like shit, like that is why from judges when they see you do something you didn't maybe executed it as good as you did then, it's like they're just looking for reasons for you to lose. You know, like I so did not
0: know that existed. Where people are like, you yeah. know, well, because it's like <laughs> you
1: know, people have like, oh, I've seen you hit that better, and you're like,
2: we
0: well, are well, well, talking about well, spur of the and moment,
1: here. yeah, you we're gotta, talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. You're breaking the spur of the moment, ain't it? And it's like, well, you know, it's like you did it really good before, so it's like, fuck. Like, go ahead Aaron
2: what, what Well I was Talking about judges And like MMA Like you know who Cecil Peoples is right Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. What does like, he do That he has this, like A crazy ass well, like uh, Well that's, that's when he was Roughing but like yeah. He's also a judge Well he was the judge Also every once in a while <laughs> But I, I guess like, in, in b-boy competitions they, they probably have like Cecil Peoples Type, type people Oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I mean I mean yeah. not always You know there's like I think a lot of the judges nowadays are pretty fair And they're pretty like On point but that's what I base it on, like people that can like respect what you do and can acknowledge that they still appreciate like a, like all around base for breaking—not just your style, but like everybody that's competing. Um, but yeah, if I if I feel like there's judges that I just don't really care for or respect in terms of the their approach and what they've done, maybe in terms of like maybe they've been disrespectful to my style or to the style of breaking that that I that I you know use a lot. Then so, I wouldn't enter. So, so you mentioned style.
2: What, what would you what would you describe as your style?
1: Well, my style, is I just consider it like a B-boy style, like the traditional B-boy style, but more like what the evolved moves and, and the idea of like kind of evolving the, the foundation and the, the fundamentals of what the dance is. So you can take like something basic and make it fit to today, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's based on that, but I guess if my style would be a lot of uh, transitions, uh, Mixed with footwork and heavy freezes.
0: Yeah, your
2: freezes are dope.
0: <laughs> He's really well known for stacks. People call them stacks. Like freezes on top of freezes. Top oh, okay, freezes. Yeah.
1: Com- Like freeze combinations, yeah. Okay. I got a question for you. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. You're back. He's, he's I'm back. back. Oh, fuck oh. Hell, I'm the test. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you got to you, you got to
0: introduce
2: yourself again cuz you've been gone for a while. What?
4: The this guy's
0: is? like in the middle of pod, in the middle of our podcasting, he's sitting here taking some Yo, man, some tests for some medical stuff. I got 45 stuff.
3: minutes for that Medical test. stuff. I want to ask a question. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, um It's kind of a two-part question. I mean, we'll, as far as like, you know, the old school way of breaking, when's the last time you called out somebody like this battle right now? And do you th- do you feel like that's a lost art? <coughs> as far no, it's, as it's breaking. not a lost
1: art, it's still there. A lot of people still cipher battle. Um, but I think today's version of a cipher battle is way different than what it was 15, 20, you know, 15, like, 17 years ago. I-
3: beat street you're like oh they're right there let's go for this right now (laughs) i mean "Hmm."
1: that that still happens sometimes at events but the thing is like you don't see people battling like to prove a point yeah like in terms of i mean they prove their point but not to the point where you're like like there's a clear winner it's just like nowadays it's preference so like a guy can be really good at one thing and the other guy is really good at what he does Yeah. and then they do two three four rounds and then they're done you know, whereas before yeah. it was like, man, fuck you. I'm going to make you stop breaking tonight. You okay. know, like you battle him until he's done. Yeah. You know, but today, kids today, they don't, they don't see value in that. They see it like, oh, that's whack. I'm, why am I going to waste all my moves on one guy? Yeah. And it's like, well, because you got to prove your fucking point. Like and yeah. from our generation or from my, like when I was battling when I was young, that's my idea. Is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to humiliate you. I'm going to make you quit. It's like a kung fu fight,
3: man. Like, that's like, what I'm it gonna goes
1: gonna... to the end, you know, however many rounds you can do. Yeah. And if you're gonna just do four rounds on me, I'm just warming up in four rounds. Like I'm gonna smoke your ass like down to like twenty rounds. Like, yeah, you know that's how I was. You know I mean? That's how I used to battle. But calling people out, I haven't done that in a while. I, I've been in this last year. I've gotten called out at least like three or four times. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. But like, then, you know, it's not like long rounds. Only in in Finland, I had like a battle, a call out where we went like uh, what was it like? Good like in uh, Singapore, I went like. 12 rounds with this guy maybe 10 yeah. rounds that was fucking crazy and then uh, in, in Finland Pluto you know from Roughneck Attack he's yeah. dope he called me out like and kind of like really pushed me on that one too and that was like maybe 8 rounds
3: yeah do you feel like it's something like that is necessary for every b-boy yeah experience?
1: it's like it's, I say I, I say this like I didn't compete for 3 years before I started competing it was, took me 3 years to compete it's like before when, when college basketball players used to have to spend three years in college yeah, and develop their game yeah, because they weren't fully ready to go pro straight out of high school. Even though some of them were, you could only get better if you got more experience before you hit the majors, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like when you cipher battle, it's like a good way for you to really develop your, your, your skill and understand yourself and what you're good at and what you're weak at. Mm-hmm. So then what you're weak at is you take the weakness and you develop it to make it stronger. Yeah. It's like having a weak left hand, right? Oh yeah. It's like like you're not able to lay, do layups with your left hand or, or you know, like you just have a weak left hand, then you're gonna work on that to to have a good all around game. Yeah. And breaking it was like that's what the cypher battles were for, like for me, at least that's what they helped me really mature my battle skills and like yeah. my, my battle approach and when I would enter like uh when I started entering contests, it was not I felt like it was like a matter of time for me. Yeah before i could succeed in that in that part of breaking like uh-huh. at first it was like you know the the, the cypher battles were just like constantly battling it was like fuck that I'm, you know you're you're i was hungry to prove myself like in my town in my in my school in yeah. my in my community and just kind of establish myself as like a, like a force you know mm-hmm. but that was just natural everybody wanted a battle like everybody mm-hmm. battled yeah. you know it was not like people are scared of battle now like they're scared to put their name but on the that's line in
3: my, that leads into my next question where, um, what's your stance on like um, I'm battling I mean there's a lot of dope b-boys that don't battle you know what I mean and yeah. like do you feel like it's necessary or you yeah, get by without having to battle and still be well, pretty nowadays bad?
1: yeah and nowadays everybody goes straight to the contest that's what I mean Like, you, it, that's why like for me three years of developing how to battle and understanding the, the idea of a battle, yeah, like, helped me be ready for competition battles. Mm-hmm. So, like, learning how to battle in cyphers and doing all that shit, like, for three years was my development phase to get me ready to go into contests. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because then once I got into contests, even though, like, I lost the first one that I entered, and I lost because I wasn't doing what I was good at, and I was just battling and doing my style, like, I was just trying to do moves, but, like one of my friends mentors he like came up to me and was like why don't you do what you do in the cyphers in the contest
4: yeah and then
1: when i did that it like i started winning right away okay i won like three straight battles
3: but as far as like you know like b-boys in a whole do you feel like everyone should battle or i feel like you should should, i I feel like like not to
1: battle I think uh, nowadays it's not the same man. I mean I think uh, I think yeah, if you're going to be competing, I think you need to battle and really learn about like the art of battle and the craft like it's a passive It's like of right. you can be good at breaking, but battling is still its own aspect. Yeah. Like you know, it's like there's you're good at doing like at breaking, but then the battle inside is another animal, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you got to know how to battle, and you got to know how to like
3: But to be a true B-boy, you feel like it's you know, you have to go through it like yeah, yeah, I, think, to get I your, think you do yeah I mean if you don't battle, battle
1: if you don't know how to battle then you, I don't know if you can call yourself a with then yeah, cause right, yeah. breaking is based on uh, it's a battle dance it's a
3: it, we what's the what do they used to say competition is tradition or whoever yeah, so, you used to say that but battle is a big part of what we what we yeah, do yeah but nowadays
1: know. people like uh, it's like if you like to com- if people like to compete and do competitions mm-hmm. and shit it's like frown upon like oh that shit is this and that and I, and, isn't you know, I think it's misunderstood when people are doing that or saying that because they make it seem like you shouldn't be doing contests, you know. But, mm-hmm. it's a, it, you know, some people, that's what they do, you know, and yeah. it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But others don't like to battle like that, yeah. which is cool, too, you know. But I don't think one should discredit yeah. the other. Yo, so, yo, we're going to.
0: We're gonna have to wrap it up, uh, up here. We're coming up on <laughs> yeah, three hours. I'm
1: sorry. I have plenty of questions. But we're coming up on three up. hours on a
0: podcast and I can't let my listeners uh wane off or wink off. <laughs> 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 to three hours. But since Rockstreite is in the house, we're gonna continue the tradition of Rockstreite Googles. Rockstreite
1: Googles. I don't even think my works. So
0: Rockstreite, what I'm gonna have to have you uh, Google right now. And define, read this definition. It's called bro-roll. Bro? Yes, I need you brural. to read the definition for us on the podcast brural. tonight. So so uh Google broral That's and fucking stupid. I can't even say it. <laughs> Bro-roll. It's kinda of hard to say. Read the definition, please. Rock's right Bro roll. Googles. Bro roll. Read
1: it. The Please. act of one bro sucking off another bro, typically when a <laughs> one frat boy is feeling down out for whatever reason, a male <laughs> friend will be kind enough to step up. And now for Broral often perceived as homosexual act by those who are ignorant as to the entirely non-sexual bond that two straight bros can share. <laughs> oh my god, what a fuck! So, have you that? ever performed broil? Hell no.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not even for your fellow B boys. No.
3: Oh, uh, I thought I was thinking like New York boroughs. No, no, no. Like, Bro. Bro. Bro-ro. Bro-ro. Broral. Bro-ro.
2: B-R-O-R-A-L.
4: Never heard.
2: That Bro-ro. is
4: not what I want to You know what? <laughs> <laughs> we
2: just brought it back to the Not So Fresh podcast. That's what it is, dude. Not so fresh like at all. you were not supposed to be fresh yeah. at all. NSF. Right. <laughs> not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work <laughs> podcast. is what. That's really what it is. Hey, Art, it's, it's yes. only gay if you make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: these, guys, these guys, these, they're, always, they're always trying to look in each other's eyes, dude. Uh, that's what people always do when they battle. They always, they always do the look, look at me in the eye shit. I don't ever do eyes that. Shit. Like the two fingers, look at me in the this eye shit. shit. is corny. Anyways, uh, we're going to close out this podcast, but as usual, with the Not So Fresh podcast, we go around the table and we ask... What you have been listening to this week? So, to close it out, what have you been listening to? We'll go ahead and start with Aaron. You want to start it off?
2: Sure. I mean, uh, on my way here. Well, you know, uh, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Oh yes, RIP. So, R. A. B. I've been listening to a lot of Audio Slave lately. Okay,
0: it's alright. Yeah. So, All
2: right. yeah. And is that the only band you've been listening to? Oh uh, yeah, and you know, old mostly. school mostly. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Audio Slave. Yeah. Yeah good one good one uh omar rock right shit shit. <laughs> shit yo man I, dude you, you, you're I've been shit in the shit <laughs> yeah uh, i've been
1: hearing you taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> drop nah, it out. that was uh what's been bumping a lot on my headphones well oh. uh actually i'll cast i'll cast
0: yeah like classic
1: or newer yeah, shit yeah classic man.
0: Like, Southern play a of Cadillac music. Cooler
4: oh, than shit. a polar bear's <laughs> toenails.
3: toenails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, son.
2: All right. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson.
4: <laughs> 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 Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, hey
0: what you been listening to, man? You
3: know what I'm saying? Somebody, Somebody's mom at night. Is that night? Klingon? Somebody's mom at night. Nah, actually, you know, <laughs> you know, actually, I've been listening to a couple podcasts, um,
4: Oh, like what? Like
3: what? Like not so fresh? Other mm, that that's all H? that is uh those are yeah, Hall H and not so fresh, but you know, because of me being in school right now I've been listening to a lot of physical therapy podcasts. Alright. And all right. uh, a lot of uh you know, Rick James.
4: Rick James, Rick James Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Buy
3: another one, you rich motherfucker. All right. James, yeah, so what, what do you listen to, Art? Uh,
0: so this week, uh, I've been listening to a lot of K Tronada, uh, Mixwell, MXXWLL. I think I
2: mentioned that MXXX?
0: MXXWLL. I've been listening to his album again, still a lot lately. A Japanese rapper named Ito, I-T-T-O. Um, I dude, surprisingly this. dude, it, it's it's crazy when you get stuck doing a lot of like stuff on Illustrator because you get like in the groove, and I was listening to a lot of K-pop. Ooh, yeah, just like yeah, Korean yeah. pop music, just you know, just going uh, through. big. Big yeah. Bang. Oh, what's yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> dude, I was listening. To, I didn't even care how corny like like it sounded. Like it was G
3: Dragon, bro. Dude,
0: no. Ooh, no. when I was in Japan, Hyuna.
3: Yeah, Huda, uh, Huda has uh, some good shit.
0: Yeah. I'm telling you, Korean pop, actually, some of it sounds very funky. Oh, that's another um,
3: convention that just happened.
4: <laughs> the, the K-pop, K-pop convention? convention? Oh, yeah, that's right. That when shit. I was in
0: Japan last, when I was uh, actually ran to the rush right at the uh, Red Bull BC1 finals, because you, know, you hooked it up, Right. they had Big Bang posters oh, everywhere. Shit. you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Big Bang, Big Bang, Big Bang. They were in town, apparently, yeah, in Japan.
3: Yeah, that, was there a picture yeah, of a yeah, bus?
4: big bang bus Big bang bus (laughs) big bang bus
0: well with that uh, said I think that properly closes out the not so fresh podcast at at, at three fucking hours Christ (laughs) if you're still listening you probably it'll take you like three weeks to listen to this you think an hour a week I guess I don't know you could have stopped at Burrell but if you got, <laughs> yeah, you can stop by bro, you can stop at bro. If bro you got bro. a boring ass job, you probably listen to the whole thing in like your first three hours at work. But yeah, um, think about that. <laughs> first three
1: boring hours of work. But well, anyway, it's gonna
0: say peace. Uh, thank you for listening. You could uh, check out Hall H podcast, uh, Hall H show at hallh.com. That's right. And you could check them out on Instagram at Hall H d o t c o m. HallH.com spelled out. You could catch Rosh at Rosh 95. R O X R I T E 95. Evan, do you care to share anything like that? Your
3: yeah. Body rolls Incorporated. Body rolls Incorporated. Boy ro <laughs> Incorporated. Um, shout out to Mac, Mac crew. KOS Kids of Soul. Eeve. Woo! War opens.
2: Evan.bangbus.com. And uh, Bangbus. <laughs> Bangbus. Mot- yeah, you can catch performing on august. the next Bangbus. See you guys
3: at the next Fiesta.
4: No. But, yeah, we're going to close it out
0: now. Uh, as usual, toughrocking.com, T-U-F-F-R-O-C-K-I-N-G.com. You catch me on Instagram at distil underscore R-S-F, D-E-S-T-I-J-L underscore R-S-F. And um, if you go onto our site, toughrocking, Rocking, you'll find everybody else, Mike, Jose, um, Sasso. He's got his own vlog. So check us out. And... Thanks for listening. All right, y'all. Peace.
4: Peace. 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 Cheers.